0: After a car crash, the big insurance companies you see advertising on TV, they you may try to downplay your case and you might say it's only a fender bender or it's just a herniated disc. I worry that some law firms fall for this BS. Not us. We put ourselves in your shoes and ask, what would it be like to be in your pain for the rest of our lives? A million dollars wouldn't be enough for me. There's only one Morgan and Morgan, for the People.com.
1: be seated hey man i don't think i won't be watching that movie man i hope everybody's getting ready for a great memorial day weekend Happy Friday to you. you got a ton of stuff. We always start to show out by doing this to you guys, man. Making sure that you understand as well as anybody, okay? As well as anybody, okay? Memorial Day weekend is one of the most important things that you could possibly have. And anytime you see a military person that's out there, please do me a favor, okay? Salute them. Thank you for the service to our country, Okay. There's nothing like having an incredible understanding of where and what our country is all about with our brave men and women. So I love that movie Patton. da 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 Hit that like button. When you put your hand in what used to be your brother's face—you'll know what to do. Spill his guts. Hit him in the belly. <laughs> right? Kick his ass. Make him know what's going on. Oh, good man, we got a boatload of stuff, as I said. Hold on, Kyle. I'm not. How could you be pissed off with a long weekend, Memorial Day weekend? Burgers, brats beers and bro. Uh, well i'm married so the broads part of it's out (laughs) no good okay (laughs) please hit that like button and tones in for xander today we got mariano rivera in today here man so please smash that like button like he said all right hey hey what's this man are you ready what, what, what's this? Oh, by the way, Hollis Thomas, bottom of the hour. Eagle legend. Yeah. Still, still stirring it up. Seals. All right, Kevin. Boobs. I'm good with that. Still stirring it up. So I got a call today. Don't tell anybody. Where'd you hear that story about Carson Wentz and Howie Roseman. What local radio guy told you that story? I was like this. I cannot divulge my sources, and you know better than that, Bob. Who told you? I'd like to know. <laughs> Can't tell you who told me the story. Was it true? Of course, it's not true. <laughs> then why are you calling me? I just want to know where you got this misinformation from. I went Hillary Clinton. I, <laughs> I kid, I kid. And hey, okay. And they go like, well, "Who told you?" I go, well. "They were the PR department was a little intrigued with where I got that story from. That how he lost faith." and Carson Wentz after the Seattle game. And that's what propelled him to draft Jalen Hurts. Wow. An NFL franchise reaches out to big Sills, wants me to give him my source? Interesting. Now I know what goes on in Philadelphia sports media. Because when I said that I was getting Nick Sirianni on, One of the local radio stations said, you know, he's pretty hard on Howie Roseman. And somebody, hey, remember, okay, snitches get stitches. (laughs) huh? Thank you, Jesse. I appreciate you coming in here, man. How's that? So they're a little intrigued. And I said, well, is it true also that Zach Ertz and Howie got into an argument? In last July's camp? No. Well, there was numerous people that said that they saw it go on. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Just just so you know, when you guys are talking, they're watching and listening to what's going on to our show. Yeah, huh, Jones? I actually, it's called a merit badge. I'm pretty good with that. All right. By the way, next week, Chris Sims is coming on. Woo-wee! Chris Sims started some shit here in Philly and across the country. Boy, did he, man. Jalen Hurts, 25th in his top 40 quarterbacks in the NFL. Wait a minute. Let me get the list of the names that are ranked ahead of him. Holy cow, Chris Sims thinks that Jalen Hurts is a stiff. Here's who ranked ahead of him. Daniel Jones? Zach Wilson? Justin Fields is a stiff. And Trevor Lawrence at 24th. I get Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a fine ball player. But these other three... There's more question marks than these other three than clearly on Jalen. Daniel Jones, he sucks out loud. Zach Wilson, I don't know. Did you really, were you, (laughs) did he do anything that impressed you? Justin Fields was terrible last year. And Jalen Hurts at 25. Danny Dimes, baby. Let's go, Danny Dimes. I'm sorry, Italian guy dance is not going to cut it. So, yeah, big seals don't cut rugs, as you can see. Okay, not good. Danny Dimes is better, according to Chris Sims, than Jalen Hurts. So, in theory, Eagle fans, you have a stiff as quarterback. <laughs> oh, my God. Holy shit. You have a stiff at quarterback, according to him. Eh, Toads like this, blasphemous. It's an outrage, as my friend Tony Bruno would say. It's an outrage. (laughs) Uh -uh. 25th out of 40. Is he wrong? Oh, my God. Hey, hey. Jay, hey. Hey. Jenkins says Chris Sims had to be high when he made that list. Danny Dimes, baby. Danny Dimes. Tell me about sales. This list is a joke. Okay. Top 40. Yeah, he thinks there's some backups that are are really good that are on football teams that are better than actually some starters. (laughs) Look at Paul. Paul. Paul acting very Italian. Paul's acting very Italian. Paul, you're not going to believe this, but I used that same language to somebody who was being a jackass to me and my wife at a stoplight. Okay? The guy was being a tool, and I looked over at him, and I said, hey, F you and your family. <laughs> hey, very Italian, Paul. Very Italian. Oh, my God, Paul thinks that Sims is a, is an eagle troll. Drew says the only thing Chris Sims loves more than bashing hurts is weed and a dude's butt. (laughs) Come on, Drew. How you doing, GT? Thanks for coming aboard. See, GT and I have a love-hate relationship, man. He gives me a ton of shit, but I'm proud he comes here every day. Him and Big Chris and some of you dudes, man. That's the best thing about talking to you guys. You guys give me a ton of shit, but when you come back, you know that we're all talking about our fa- our favorite passions, man. Okay? Top 25 isn't the problem for Hertz. That's right. That's my next take. Way to go. Hey, Tone, boom. Here's Tone today. Way to go, Tone. Tone's throwing it around like he's Howie Roseman. It's not the fact that Jalen Hurts is ranked 25th. It's the fact that you got Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, and Daniel Jones ranked ahead of him. That's my issue. Those guys suck. <laughs> so, is the national perception really out there that Jalen Hurts is just not a really good top of the line quarterback? Okay. Kyle says, used to hate you, Sills, but you speak the truth, so I come back daily. Kyle, my wife says the same thing, okay? My wife goes like this. Hey, you know, I hated you at first, but what the hell? I've been together now 33 years. What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, dude, hey, you know what's funny about that, Kyle, that take? That's exactly what people have said. For over 27 years of my broadcasting career. Dude, I can't stand you at first. I just can't take it. But then you start listening, and dude, all we do is sit around and have a great conversation. I'm not right all the time. You know that. Okay? You know that. You guys change my mind sometimes. Jones, I gotcha. Thank <laughs> you. Uh,. Hey, GT, he did hate Sims last year. No! Hey, Sims hated hurts even worse last year. Joe, that's awesome. 32 years. Way to go, dude. Congratulations to you. Congratulations, man. I told I tell people this all the time, Joe. I've never met a person I hated more in my wife, in, in my life than my wife, but I've never loved a person more in my, in my life than my wife. Okay? God, I hate that man. There's nobody I love more than my wife, okay? Man, stop spending money. She turned me into a cheapskate. (laughs) Sims got hit in the head too twenty-five, Dude, tone's right here, man. Tone's right, okay? It's not so much the fact that he has him 25th. It's the fact that Daniel Jones at 21, Zach Wilson at 22, Justin Fields at 23. These guys haven't done shit. And you got Trevor Lawrence. I would think this. I think Trevor's going to be a good player. Now he's got decent coaching and he's got an adult in the room. And Doug Peterson. Right? Dude, he's... I know all the shows have hit on this. I'm going to give you the Big Sills top 10 quarterbacks that I think are the top 10 quarterbacks going into. I'm not going to do all 32, and I'll tell you where I think I see Jalen Hurts, okay? And I'll tell you where I see Jalen Hurts. Here's my top 10 2022 Big Sills NFL quarterback list. Let's start from 10 and go to 1. I love lists. You know that. At 10, I got Lamar Jackson. I think he's one of those guys that you open up your wallet and you want to go see play. I think that guy is a special player. However, get this. I still think that guy needs a better receiving core around him. But get this. Wide receivers don't want to play in Baltimore. Why? And, and, And you know what's crazy about Lamar Jackson? He led the NFL two years ago in touchdown passes. It's not like he can't. But if you play in that system, you better be a guy that is going to be a blocker and not just a guy that's going to get targets. You're going to have to do more in that system because that quarterback demands it. He demands it. Okay? He, he does. Okay? I think he's a tremendous ticket to watch. I love Lamar Jackson. And by the way, so you know, I was completely wrong. On Lamar Jackson. I thought he'd be out of the league. Instead, this guy's a superstar in the league. I don't get the OTA thing, though. Why isn't he at OTAs? I know there's a contract that's being negotiated, but why again isn't he at OTAs? And John Harbaugh even says this. Why don't you ask him? Okay? Kyle says, Sills' number one quarterback is going to be Jimmy G. Hey, Kyle. I I, I think that that is racist. You're only saying that because I'm going to put an Italian up there. Now, in certain circumstances, you would be correct. Italians always sit on top of the pole. I don't know. Okay? All all I know is this. Many, many cases, I would pick the Italian guy. (laughs) Okay? I would. I would pick the Italian guy, but not here. Number nine, the Chargers' Justin Herbert. You know, the one thing about all of his tremendous skills he has surely hasn't won a lot. I think this year's his breakout year. I think Justin Herbert has all the skills to be a modern-day Dan Marino. I think he is a special football player. However, as we talk about with Jordan Davis all the time, you got to eventually learn to live up to your abilities and that's got to translate into wins you got to win some ball games okay significant games you've got to win playoff games you got to get to the playoffs okay so to me i like I, justin herbert is a special talent now it's got to start translating into wins At number eight, this was a decision here, and I went with it. I got Deshaun Watson here. I think Deshaun Watson has all the skill sets to be a special football player. This guy doesn't rely on his wheels to win games. He relies on his arm. He's accurate. He's a hell of a football player. And I would say this to you. Here's a guy yet to be determined how many games that he's going to play this year. I still think he is going to play this year. But to me, Deshaun Watson is a very special football player and I think the Browns are I think the Browns are going to go places over the next 5 years. So, I've got him at number 8. At number 7, I have Russell Wilson here. I'm giving you my top 10. NFL quarterbacks going into the 2022 season. Russell Wilson, to me, will probably get higher on this list as the season goes on. He's got to learn a whole new system. He's got to learn whole new personnel. He's got to learn to play in a whole new division. There's a lot of things that are new. Not saying he can't do it. Brady did it. Russell Wilson can do it. Difference here is this, though. Nathaniel Hackett is a first-year head coach. How does that dynamic work? Remember when Brady went to Tampa, Bruce Arians had already, you know, built up the equity in the locker room and built up the equity in the league, having worked with Roethlisberger, having worked with um, Andrew Luck, having worked with Jameis Winston. So he had built that equity up. Okay. He had more experience. This guy was a coach of the year a couple times. But Daniel Hackett hasn't done any of that. Okay, So to me, Russell Wilson, he's, he's going he's to elevate himself more, in my opinion. You know, I put Matthew Stafford at six. I think th- something has to be said on what he did, going from Detroit to Los Angeles and just transforming and making better Cooper Cup. You know, I I, I I talked to Xander about this numerous times and all of you about it. Cooper Cup put up decent numbers with Jared Goff. They were decent. They weren't spectacular. They were decent. They're pretty good numbers. But when it, Matthew Stafford got there, he put up a transformation year. Things we hadn't seen, 1,900 yards, 140-some-odd catches, Numerous touchdowns. I mean, this guy had the triple crown of wide receivers last year. It's the greatest single season in the history of the National Football League at the wideout position. Matthew Stafford's got to get a lot of love for that. Plus, Matthew Stafford won the Super Bowl. He beat Brady twice, actually, last year. I mean, something's got to be said about that. And they did a great job against San Francisco. So, I mean, you know, Stafford... He was up in Detroit. Now, I will always say this. He did have Megatron up there. So, you know, people always forget that, Well, he didn't really have anybody around. Well, Megatron was up there for a couple years with him. And he didn't really do a lot with him, right? At number five, here we go, top five. Aaron Rodgers. Two-time reigning most valuable player. Um, boy, dude, when you see, do you know, and I've said this stat to you before. Do you know that he's played 17 years in the NFL and Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a hundred picks? Let that resonate. I think he's got like 97 picks. This guy doesn't have a hundred picks. I can't remember the last time he had a double digit interception here. 48 and four. 44 and four, 36 and three. I mean, this guy's insane with his touchdown to interception ratio. It's the greatest in pro football history by a ton. I mean, but then when he gets into postseason, 13 and 12 or whatever it is, right? I mean, look, Peyton Manning's 14 and 13. Brett Favre is 13 and 12. Okay. I mean, Russell Wilson's nine and seven. It's not like he has a horrible record compared to the other greats that we're talking about here. Not everybody's Brady in Montana. Okay. Number four, Josh Allen, Buffalo bills. By the way, I'm going to make a reference point on Josh Allen compared to Jalen hurts here in a second. I think Josh Allen has a chance to be the number one quarterback. I think any one of these five guys, you could change them, throw them in a hat, come out with a different order here. I just think Josh Allen is continuing to get better and better and better, and they're continuing to put better personnel around him. The more they continue to do that, the more it's going to elevate his game. The more he's not your leading rusher in games, the more important that stat will be. I think Josh Allen has all the tools. That game against Patrick Mahomes last year was just awesome. One of the best playoff games I've ever seen. Number three, Joe Burrow has that Brady factor to me. He just walks like Brady. Will he have the resume that Brady has? Doubtful. But that guy walks and carries himself like Brady. Team responds to him. It helps you have T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. It helps. I get it. And also, too, Joe Mixon. But man, I mean, Joe Burrow, he walks like Brady. He talks like Brady. He's got an attitude. I think he's cockier than Tom Brady. And he's in Cincinnati. He changed a shit culture around in a year and a half. Got hurt. Halfway through his first year, next year, takes the reins and drives it all the way to the Super Bowl. It was remarkable. This guy makes it all the way to L.A. for the Super Bowl. Insane year he had. I think great things are to come, man. Joey B., I appreciate you coming in here, brother. You take Allen over Burrow? I don't know. Again, I would say this to you guys. I think you could change any one of these top five guys. And I think you'd come out with a different order if you want. I got Patrick Mahomes, too. Dude, I think Mahomes um, is special. I think Patrick Mahomes, man, he's still learning the position. Plus, he's got Andy Reid. How great is that guy, man? I mean, look, I do think they take a walk back a little bit. You get rid of Tariq Hill. They were never really able to find another guy or a two on the other side of Hill. Um, maybe they become more balanced. Look. Andy Reid knows what he's doing when it comes to moving the sticks and play calling. He's a tremendous play caller. And his team loves him. So they're going to – look, is Juju Schuster the replacement for Tyreek Hill? No. But one thing I'll say this about Schuster. Schuster is a better route runner. He's a better complete receiver. Hill's a burner. He's like Deshaun. Deshaun Jackson is a deep threat. I wouldn't put him into conversation with an Andre Risen or with a Jerry Rice when it came to route running or a Cooper Cup and guys like that. Those guys blow the top off of defenses because of their tremendous speed. By the way, I'm not saying that they're they're not a factor. That's not what I'm saying here. But you'd never you would never look at Deshaun Jackson and go, hey man, that guy right there, he runs the same kind of routes um that Jerry Rice ran or that DeAndre Hopkins, or that uh, Devontae Adams runs. And I got Brady number one. If you had a – how about this? 60 minutes to win a football game. Of all these quarterbacks, who would you pick? Right? That's how I look at it. You know, people keep telling me, who's the best quarterback in the NFL? Well, if I had 60 minutes of football, out of all these guys, who would be the one guy I'd pick? Come on, man. His resume says it. Plus, his team's good. Plus, Mike Evans is good. Now, Gronk will be a factor. All right. Man, I had a blast the other day um, when I was on the Seth Joyner show. And, boy, I'll tell you something. Hollis Thomas, man, I'll tell you, man, I could see why he was a leader and I could see why he played 10-plus years in the National Football League. He joins us right now here on the National Football Show. And, and, and Hollis, I got to tell you something, man. The more I looked into your background. And the more I looked into how you played in the league, you're an undrafted free agent. Yep. You play 10 plus years in the league. I want to tell people, that is so unbelievable. A guy like Hollis is usually a guy holding a bag, and he's out the next (laughs) week. To play 10 plus years and to be a fixture on a defense – Hollis, did you know right away when you showed up in Philly that you were going to be an NFL player?
2: Uh, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, definitely. Okay, good. Okay, good, good. Uh, yeah, I was just um uh, when I when I came here, one of the main reasons I came to Philly was uh, uh because they they said uh, all I had to do was show them what I showed them on my highlight reel. Um, and I, sh- I sent a highlight reel to all the teams because at the time Northern Illinois was not well-known for football. All we had up to that point was like Todd Keat and um, we had a, a, a cowboy, uh, LaShawn Johnson, who led the nation in Russian like um, a couple years before I came out. And that was pretty much it. And it was like... So, you know, I sent my tape to everybody and I talked to... Actually, I talked to end up talking to the owner of the team that day, including from the head coach from the owner all the way down to the, to the position coach. And they just said all that do was come in and and do what I showed them on the tape. And once I got once I got to training camp, I started uh, I started kind of handling business. I was like, okay, it's a little it's a little it's a little different. It's a little faster. And then uh, I think the time I knew that I was going to I was going to be able to uh, be able to stick was uh, the first goal line period when I was on the first goal line <laughs> and pads and full gear when everybody was there, and I kept hitting Ricky Waters in the backfield, and he, <laughs> he kept getting pissed off. So that was my, uh, my rookie year, and then everybody starts taking up for me. And then once I got once I got to learning the, the different integral parts of the game, and the thirst to want to play more and more. And my guy, my dad, rest his soul. You always said you'll always have a job as long as you make plays, because players make plays. And he was correct. So um, I enjoyed, I enjoyed myself uh, thoroughly. That I didn't want to leave when they traded me, uh, but I went to the Saints, and you know. It was. It, I had a great time. My, my best time was here in Philly, though. Uh, and, and Andy Reid is not calling those plays. That's Eric Bieni. Give Eric Bieni his just desserts because when Andy Reid was calling the plays, they did not make it to the Super Bowl. They did not win the Super Bowl. And when he was calling the plays, Doug Peterson was there, yeah, and they would only make it to the championship game. He's predictable. Uh, you say I, I played under Andy Reid for seven years. Um, most of them, most of them was great, but. He ended up being exactly what my mom called him—a snake in the grass. You can't, you can't have on that many hats, and uh, it, it messes up the relationship of you, and, uh, the relationship with you and players. You can't be the coach at GM because you can't tell me, well, I can't do nothing about your contract. Yes, you can. You're the GM as well. So in doing that, in lying to people, you know, he pissed. That's a, that's why I don't I don't really mess with him. Um, Hollis, let me ask you. That's you know what I made that. I made that
1: comment about him when John Dorsey left Kansas City. Right. John Dorsey was the guy that brought in Mahomes. He's the guy that brought in all the well, talent. If you, if you and when you, Andy you, ran his ass out of there, right now he's kind of in control of the personality. Let's hill roll out of the building. Mm-hmm. And we're starting to see that dynamic work itself like it did in Philly, where you, he, you, you think he's got too
2: much control in Kansas City yeah. right now? Well yeah, you get you gotta be able you gotta be able to coach. It's like you should have some you should have some say of the players, but you have to be the coach because when he got here, there was the defense that Jim Johnson was coaching was already here. I was here, Dawkins was here, Troy Troy Vincent was here, Bobby Taylor was here, Al Harris was here, Hugh Douglas was here, Jeremiah Trotter was here, James Darling was here, Mike Caldwell was here. All of us were already here. It was like we were already here, and Jim Johnson took the defense and had and handled business, and, talk, and got us to buy into the system that he was, he was doing. You know, what I mean, we lost the game six to three, and y'all keep talking about an offensive genius. Are you kidding me? We lost to the Green Bay Packers six to three with Brett Favre. You yeah. think Andy Reid's overrated? A little bit. He, he's. A, I think he's a great organizer. I feel like he's a. He's one of. The, he's, he could be a great coach, but I think it, his hand is too much into the upstairs stuff, and it's just like uh, for some odd reason he could he could prepare well, but it's like it's a lot of times where once somebody hits us in the mouth would hit us in the mouth and would have them discombobulated. We weren't able to make adjustments at at times, and then it'll be certain times it'll, it'll be certain hand scratches. And I know the office office guys I love them. But they, they won't tell you about the times where we're mashing somebody. and You come back out inexplicably in the next series and throw three straight passes. When I say match, we we'll run the ball down somebody's throat, and inexplicably the next three calls are passes.
1: You think he he's a coming. better coach today in Kansas City than he was in
2: Philly? Uh, I think he's, he's along the same, lines of the same thing. I think uh, I think he's letting the, uh, the other guys do a lot of the play calling and giving up a lot a little bit of the range. Uh, but you can see you can still see you can still see what was happening here rearing his ugly head, like people want to get the hell out out of dodge. You stand, you know. He's telling you one thing and going another way. Uh, you know, it's, and it's, it's all a business. But if you treat if you treat your players with respect and integrity, then you'll 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 get you'll win year in year out. We want year in year out here because we believe in Jim Johnson. <laughs> Dude, believe- this is
1: awesome, Hollis. I As mean, hey. God, let me, I, his I, relationship with Donovan McNabb was what to you? Who's
2: uh, uh, Andy, Andy. Reeds. I don't. You know, I think it, it became strange at the end because uh, a lot of the older guys. Like when I first came in, some I was I was here with like William Fuller. Uh, it was Guy McIntyre was here. Ronnie McKenzie uh, played with Richard Dent a lot. Like, and, and you played with some of the older guys. They were like, "Don't worry, this will be you too on your way, you know on your last leg on your way out and stuff." And you know it brain true, and then we were t- trying to tell Donuts the same thing. That sooner or later they're gonna be trying to get rid of your ass as well. I was like, it's not gonna be a picnic. And I think I think they still I think they're cool now, but I know he was pissed because he felt like he could trade him in- inside the division. <laughs> you trade him literally to one of our rivals because you don't you don't think he has what it takes. And it was I don't know I don't know today relationship because I don't really talk to. Him. Uh, Red, I just I just saw five the other day at uh, Dawkins. We uh, yeah, had Dawkins uh, his golf outing. I saw him, but I, I never asked about him because I don't. Only reason I'm saying something about him is because I heard you praising him and punk ass Tom, him and punk ass Tom Brady. Because I don't I, I don't care who you are. We didn't get into that last time. You cannot be the goat with cheating scandals attached to your name. One of them directly involving you. And if it doesn't mean anything, like everybody keeps saying, then why were you doing it? Why were you doing it? You, you're not – there's only one GOAT. It's actually two to me. I love Terry Bradshaw, and I love and I love Joe Montana.
1: You know this, Hollis, get this, man. Maybe it's because <laughs> I've, be- t- I've t- become t- part of the ridiculous t- 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 modern-day media. T- 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 I sacked Montana, and let me say this to you. Mm-hmm. I've never been on a football field in my life where mm-hmm. everyone looked at that and went, they only have three guys, Rice, <laughs> Montana, and Craig. And I'm mm-hmm. going like this. Why can't we stop him? <laughs> I've never seen anything like Montana. He was so spectacular yep. in the way that he played and the way he moved the chains. I, you know what? I don't want to sound like, oh, man, get off my lawn, man, but I have this conversation with, with Randy Cross all the time. I'm like, what do you think Montana would do in today's today's he game? Carve it up. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God.
2: Dude, just said- if you go back and think of the guys who uh, who were hurt and, and got stuck and were just you know got their ass kicked in the in the old NFL, how would they do in the fresh air fund now? <laughs> so, just think of just think the receivers and stuff if they were protected like they're protected now. The the thing the thing I don't mind I don't mind uh, being uh, a good clean hit across the middle, but don't call no don't call no no um penalties it a defensive receiver. You know, if you throw that ball across the middle, you're gonna, you going somebody coming to knock you on your ass. Right, so you're not defenseless. You know something's coming. You just they just try to protect. I feel like they try to protect them. But even when the guys are hitting them in a the proper fashion, they're they're getting penalties. It's like pretty much all you got, all you can do is just push somebody down. This it is what it's turned into, and it's turned into like a powder puff league and that's uh,
1: that's what people say now especially the guys who played back in that era now it's more like a 9 on 7 yeah. at times when you're talking
2: well it's and, not 9, on seven, it seven on, seven. nine seven on 7 07 9 on 7 9 on 7 nobody happens during the uh during the uh during the playoffs cuz a lot of people think that oh you pass to win no you pass you you, you run two pass and you pass to get ahead and once you're ahead You better start running the ball and getting and moving the chains because if you don't, that clock stops on every on every incomplete pass, giving the other team opportunities to get something going and get back in the game. So
1: Hollis, what 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 was the one thing that you took away for playing with Jim Johnson that has always stuck with you and something that you apply when you're watching modern day football and defensive coordinators like Jonathan Gannon? What was what made him different? Guys like him and Monty Kiffin, when it came to being great defensive play callers and defensive coordinators, what was that one thing you thought when you played for him?
2: Uh, dictate, kind of dictating to them what to do, um, not being afraid to to run. You want to pressure them. You don't want to put your you don't want to put your defense in a bind, but you also don't want to be scary. It's like you, you don't. It's like you're. It's not. This is not. If you scared, call nine one one. It's a, <laughs> It's like you get. And you, you got if you if you don't have a competent person out there, you better get a competent person out there. He gets this check; he, they cut his check just like they cut everybody else's. You need it's like pressure bus pipes. Organ, you have to have organized chaos. And he, I can't use you if you don't know what to do and you can't do it fast. It's like he who hesitates masturbates. <laughs> I mean, you, especially on the if you hesitate on the blitz, your ass is not going to get a second chance with Jim. He will let you know, dude. Do you? You're not that. The one thing that I did learn, and then practicing uh, the practicing the right right way and hustling to the ball. I was already hustling to the ball, but with Jim Johnson, I think he he, he, we kicked it up a notch because even the defensive line. If you go back and look at a lot of tapes, we didn't. If you saw a lot of times, we was knocking the crap out of people downfield because we didn't want them to turn on that tape. And we watched the tape in the big defense meeting room, and he got the he got the red dot on you because you sitting there you sitting there being a spectator, and that was a loaf. That's like you had something better to do. You went, What are you saving it for? That's pursuit part. angles, right? Pursuit angles. Pursuit angles. You did not want – if he saw you loafing on West Charlotte, the pursuit drill was in practice. I know y'all <laughs> did the pursuit drill, didn't y'all? Oh, so Miami. With Jimmy weapon. Johnson,
1: we did pursuit drills all yeah, the time.
2: Brutal. We used to start – Hollis,
1: we would start our practice off for the first 35 minutes with Jimmy Johnson – that was our first drill that we did on defense <laughs> every single day was pursuit drill my entire life, getting in proper angles.
2: <laughs> well, my see, whole time with him. Well see, well, see, it was, we did pursuit drill, interception drill, and fumble drill. Now, if you were, if you didn't, uh, if you didn't pursue and they saw us uh, loafing during practice and stuff, that pursuit drill was going to come up more times than Because Yeah. Cause right before practice, before you warm up and stuff and stretch, you look over to see the defense. Cause right after you, right after you stretch, they blow the whistle, and you know that was the first thing you do was do the uh, defensive team drill. And so you look over there to see what they got set up. If they had the kickers over there and the long snappers, that meant it was <laughs> that meant it was pursuit drill. He was like, ah, and they had <laughs> the, three, the three cones that's all the way down at the other end, right? They're throwing the ball. Go get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they would do a pitch. Oh, pitch! And then all the all the, all the damn DBs would get the get the spot because you know. You, and then if you don't, if you don't line up five five yards apart, like he said, because it's enough for everybody to be all the way down the line. If you if somebody doesn't have a line to stand on, when you come back, uh, you got to go back back to you clap and go back to the back. It's like back again. I was like, oh god, <laughs> and. And it had to be, it had to be perfect. It's like a uh, call be like Hawk Forty, Hawk Twist Forty Three, Hawk, uh, Hawk, Hawk Twist Forty Three, and, and, and try to make the call. They'd be like break. If everybody didn't break, he would wait to the end and started all the way over. You had to be everything. You had everybody had to clap their hands and break. Even if you were standing in the back, because if you stand in the back, you're supposed to be paying attention. He taught. That's the one thing you have to do on defense is paying attention it was just like uh oh, man but it, it was like but it was a great time to touch you to pay attention discipline and paying attention and, and being accountable for for your uh for not only your job knowing what you could and couldn't do and know what everybody else does
1: absolutely Hollis this is great stuff here let me ask you this what would be the one bit of advice that you'd give Jordan Davis as a rookie go because look nobody cares what you did in college <laughs> when you get to the big boy league nobody yeah. cares you went to georgia nobody cares about the Trophies you win, that, that stuff doesn't matter. You're a great mm-hmm. example of that mm-hmm. and what your long career was all about. What would be the advice you'd give him?
2: I, I actually had a, a chance to talk to him. I told him to know his stuff and uh, bring that same thigh out that you came with. It's, it's going to be a little bit faster, but come down here and, and just start this business street justice. Kick ass and take names because you, you can't. It's like, it, it's like it's like it's no different. It's going to be some offensive linemen. You played in the, in the roughest league. My advice to him was to always know your stuff, know your know your playbook, because if you can't, they can't play you. If you're jumping all around and stuff, if, you, if you're jumping out of your gap and stuff, because what you played in the gap control defense, you get out of your gap. That running back is hitting his head on the goalpost, and you're going to be sitting on the side, and everybody's going to be well, well, well why he's not? Why isn't he in there? Because you don't know what the hell to do, and. Don't be lazy. Don't do not be lazy. Don't let them see you loafing. Never let them see you loaf. That's the worst thing in the world to be to be dubbed as a lazy ass. Hollis,
1: I, I said this to somebody. One of the things that I loved when I got a chance to play next to Ed Jones. I watched Ed Jones, Hollis. 315, he comes in, he he gets a rub down. 325, he gets taped. 345. He's there fixing his equipment four o'clock. He's ready to roll. And this was meticulous. Was there a guy in your career? Was there a guy in your career that you gravitated to and said, I need to watch him on what it's like to be a pro. What did you have guidance or did you have to do it yourself?
2: There was a bunch of older guys there. I just did what I did to get there. I I was like, it was no, I never like, uh, Hell, my first four or five years, I didn't even stretch. Huh. <laughs> I just warmed up and went out there. Huh. Wow,
1: man. I love dude, you're I, a he man. <laughs> <no>, I just <laughs> I just, warmed,
2: I just warmed up when that. Because it, it was like in college, you know, they would tell you to stretch and stuff. I was like, Well hell I just warmed up. I would come in, either either I would uh get in the hot tub and then get out and uh, get out and get taped up or uh uh, uh, get, and then I I used to get stretched every once in a while, but I would just stretch when we went out. We would warm, go up there and warm up, and I was like, I said, like, oh, so we, we don't stretch when we go out? He was like, now you, you have to actually to get stretched. I was like, oh, 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 okay. So I, most of the time, I just went out, warmed up, and, and, and lacking load.
1: Man, you're just <laughs> and, an ass kicker then.
2: Hey, and, but it, what, what was like, your was biggest got- transition?
1: Was your biggest transition to the NFL m- the studying of game film and watching more game film or did you do that in college also? Um did you just take that to the National Football League, or was that the one thing that you had to be more diligent on was watching more film?
2: Well, I had to be more diligent on watching it myself because uh we in college, you know, there's force fair to you. You sit yeah. in the meetings, you sit in the meetings all day. It's like, hey, get your head off the wall. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and watching and just watching watching it on my own taking the DVds and actually watching it on my own and uh getting my own special breakdown because uh at, at, a, at a point I was on first and second down and they felt like uh, uh I, that I, I, but I always knew all the third down stuff I was uh, uh I was I was normally taking out on third and long third and extra long uh except for we had like a package where they had just the nose in there to bang around uh so I would take home all the screen all the screen formations, all the first and second down runs, uh, all the power runs, and all all the, the goal line and short yardage, and I I would give my own breakdown from uh, Doc. Doc was the film guy. Uh, Doc he used to give me my own uh, DVD. I take it, take it home, break it down. Then I would write. I would have like a whole list of stuff that I know. I knew that they were going to do, and uh, they also break broke stuff down too for you for you to go through go through the uh, the, uh, the game plan. So it's like. I, it was like more schoolwork that I did uh, when I got to the pros, especially like in my at, in my fourth year, my fourth or fifth year. It, it helped me out tremendously too, because I was like I was out there. It was second nature, especially after after getting with Jim that first year, and then coming into that second year, I was able to not only I was able to concentrate more on game film and and not and not learning and not just learning his defense anymore because it was my second second year in. it. So then I concentrate on game film. And what I thought – because he used to have – Jimmy used to have us call out like we would be in there on a Friday, mm-hmm. uh, a Thursday, late Thursday or Friday, and he would say, what would you run here? Basically based off the game plan and what what he's been calling. So he
1: was doing situational play calling with you right. guys on a Friday on the game plan going right. in. right. Boy, that that's what offensive coordinators do usually. But he mm. was doing that, and that's what you're saying about yeah. what your defenses did. They set the tone, and they wanted to dictate the game right. more than having the game dictate to you guys.
2: Right. And then that- he, he, would, he would he would he would uh he would ask it. it could be anybody who would ask. If you be sitting in the meeting room, if you're up that week, or you you were in there, you a uh, active player. He, he something he, you know he would call on the uh, usual suspects you know somebody who's a first or second street starter, but then occasionally he would call on that one guy that they were thinking about playing. So you always had to be on your p's and q's whether he called on you or not. And then sometimes in the individual meetings at Tommy Brazier he would say, well you know what do you got here or what would you do here or uh, it's like uh he uh, um I used to give him a uh, – we he used to break down each uh offensive lineman uh, Tommy Brazier did. But then you had to go back through and see if you saw something different than what he saw huh. because you're going to be – because you're going to be – obviously, you're going to be the one out there playing. So it's a, it's just a meticulous thing that I don't think a lot of people – I think a lot of people now take for granted. A lot of the guys will playing now because I don't see guys use the technique. I see guys just come into training camp and they throw the weight around and lift the weights and stuff. But it takes – you have to work on your steps, your stance, your stance, your, your, your stance to – to uh, hand to face blow delivery, even when, even you have to take your face out now because you can't hit people with your helmet anymore. No you, your hand placement and stuff—you don't want to get called for holding, and you you want to move your feet. And you want that first power step—that's that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a, it's, it's pivotal, especially if you don't want to get caught in none of the scoop blocking and the, the zone blocking that they do as yep. far as as far as the defense. And you don't want to get elongated and get thrown on your face, and nothing like a, a nothing like an offensive lineman trying to teabag you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey, is that standing around a pile? No, no, that's a that's a that's take you off your feet. The tea is when they throw you down and they just. Oh yeah, that's right. I got it. I got it.
1: I got it. I got.
2: And they just lay. <laughs> and they just lay on you. And they hey, lay on you. Jonathan Gannon, what do you make of him? You know what? I I don't know. I I, I all I can say is soft right now because that's what he gave me last year. You think he has uh, a soft scheme? Uh, what he, from what I saw last year, I feel like he's got some stuff in there that we haven't seen. And I don't know if he's going to have the, as I said the other day, the testicle fortitude to call it. Uh, but he has to – I think currently he has to share to get off the pot because he's been he's – been, uh, he could have said last year that he didn't have the personnel to do what he'd like to do. But I feel like now they've uh, – I feel like this year, this draft went tremendously in our favor to, to equip him With the stuff of of a defense, because you you still have a young core. You got people that are already there. But then you added some parts that we truly needed. You added that corner that we needed. You added that that interior guy, the extra interior guy that we needed. So in case you don't like what Fletcher Cox is doing and jumping around the blocks and and, and messing up everything, (laughs) you got that young guy in there that's going to listen to what you say. You got, I mean, you got, you got your nice little linebacker core that's not going to get roasted on third and extra long. You Hollis, got, I
1: want to stop you here because I up? have an argument with people all the time about guys that played in our era, and I'm going to yeah. say this about Aaron Donald. I know everybody loves Aaron Donald, mm-hmm. but I've never seen a guy run around more blocks in my life and get taken <laughs> out of position more in my life and play on a defense that gives up five yards of carry or four mm. and a half yards of carry in my life. Mm. Man, Warren Sapp and, and Jerome and them dudes, you're back in them days. Dude, you guys were complete
2: players. Run defense, well, the that, the, pass they,
1: rushing. Am I wrong when I say that about Donald? Well, you, around have to, but
2: you have to look at the scheme that he's in, and he's afforded that. You, and check, this is what you do. Go look at film because he doesn't run around that many blocks. It, cause sometimes you have to watch the scheme. Okay. He he be destroying people. And I, when I say destroy people, they try to sometimes it'd be three or four cats on him. And he's I don't know how the kid gets through it. And but he like sometimes it's the scheme. You gotta look at the scheme because sometimes they'll put it all the way out and want him to widen everything just open up everything. And he's, he's a funny.
1: six foot guy too. Yeah, no, he's like six three. No, he's sick. Get this. No, cause Dave Wonstadt that recruited him. He's mm-hmm. six one barely. You sure? Have you sat next to him? Yeah, he's 6'1. 6'1, 285. Unbel- I can't, I can't believe he's that short the way he just runs and pass rushes like that. It's he's a, not, it's he's a, not, he's
2: not 6'3. He's a dominating, he's a dominating four. You gotta stand next to him. So I'm,
1: I'm so I'm wrong when I say that that he runs you know, around not, blocks.
2: So, no, sometimes he does run. I think he does run around blocks. But it, it's like it's kind of like uh, but he's still it's like he still makes a play. Yeah. It's like, but but I also see him, I see him running through people like nobody's business. Oh yeah, like, I'm talking about he'd, he'd be destroying people. It's so, but, who who runs around blocks? I don't I don't consider him like. You like, think Fletcher who, runs around blocks? Sometimes he does. Sometimes you think but, he's but, in but the I, wrong but, system
1: with Jonathan Gannon.
2: But I think, but I think, I think it's more so. I think Fletcher sometimes runs because he gets frustrated with the with the vanilla with the vanilla system. Okay, and you have to a uh, player like Fletcher Cox, you have to give him something to do. Like, so you Fletcher, think he still has stuff left, but he's just different. This system doesn't fit his skill set. Nah, it's like it's. Unf- I don't think it fit anybody's skill set. I think if you put Aaron Donald in this, he will be bored because it's you get. It's kind of like being at practice and running base defense all day long because they know where you're going to be. It's like, oh, God. So it's like, it's not, you have nothing dynamic. You can't be out there. Like, I, I used to know that if I hear a nail stunt, if I hear a nail or a spike, that meant I'm slanting to the inside. That's awesome, dude. I've been hitting you. I've been hitting you and hitting you. I line up the same way, and then I slant to the inside. That's a whiff. That's backfield bull it. You haven't seen. You only saw that once or twice with the birds this past season. He only, did, he only gave them that, that caveat like, what time? And it's like, come on, dude. Be, and he got he got brought into the office to the principal's office and reprimanded. Yeah, Gannon got brought to the principal's office. and he, I didn't see nothing creative. It's like he hasn't done anything creative with the defense. The defensive line needs to move around. It's like especially if you're gonna have them lined up and expecting them to do what you like to stop the run with just them four, because yeah, because our linebackers were slow last year. If you with them with that them four, and you you need to give them some moving around because the one couple of times you did it. Our defense line was killing. We dude, it's like we we had a full 10th rank defense last year. It was full It was like it's, <laughs> no, you go look at go look at some of the drives we gave up. I don't I think we gave up a, a damn 19-play drive. 18 or 19 play drive. Yeah, that's
1: right. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was a 49er game. I think it was one of those games. Yeah, that it was one that, of those. Two had... last questions here for me. Okay. Let me let me let me throw this at you here. Do you think this football team has too much hype on it? right now as you're hearing all the accolades that what Howie has done, they're coming off a playoff season, or do you think that they're tempered enough in that locker room and enough leadership in that locker room to be okay going into September?
2: the funny thing is somebody else asked about the leadership in the locker room. You still got Brandon Graham there. Uh, you still you, you got I feel like you got a lot of a lot of humble guys in that in that locker room and a lot of guys who who are out to prove something. And I, and, I, and this is the other thing too that I haven't seen here in quite some time. You got a lot of guys who come from winning programs. Who know who, who know how to win and know what it takes to win. And I feel like I feel like it's just they're they're young and I know that they're not gonna know any better. And that's the best thing in the world. They're not gonna know any better. It's like I don't feel I don't think it, some people are patting them on their back. I was like, but I'll be I still would be looking at them sideways because last year a lot of, a lot of these jerk wives was talking about they were gonna win four games, only gonna win four games. If you go back and look, I'm the only one that said they'll win nine-plus games and be in the playoffs. I say we're going to get our ass kicked in the playoffs. I was like, but we'll have an opportunity to play one playoff game and get some experience. This year, I figure like we're going to take a step up and win a couple of a couple more games, like 10 or 11 games, and be in the playoffs and possibly win that first playoff game, get that first playoff game because it's, it's a maturation because they're a young squad. Now, they may, they may make a little bit more noise than that, but I, I feel like that's, that's like, with me, I feel like that's that's a good pro, uh, progression for me for them because I feel like they they, they have the, the lines, the coaches, the offensive line, the defense line. That's where it all starts. And you, we added to – last year, we added some integral backup parts, like some guys who can step in so that next-man principal can actually mean something. Which, they got a year under their belt with Milton. They said a couple of cats they got out of the Coastal Carolina and Tulane. That the, to add a little bit of depth there. They got, they got their feet wet last year. So now they've been in the system once one year. Now you add you add, uh, Jordan, and then you uh, you also got Sweat. You brought uh, – I don't know why you brought uh, the first-round pick back. <laughs> you or know, Derek Burnett? Derek Burnett. Because he, <laughs> he's he's a 15-yard penalty waiting to happen. <laughs> 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 but then you get you get BG back, uh, who can play inside and outside. And then not only that, look at T.J. You got T.J. Edwards. you get the kid from uh, San Diego. You got a lot of guys who are humble who are looking to prove something, and there's a lot of guys who want to come here because I, I, I think they, they want to play here. You want to know why they want to play here? Because they want to, they want the fans cheering. They yeah. don't want to be booed. It's like that's and when you're a player like that, that means you come to play. So I think I th- I personally think they This should be a, a interesting, happy season.
1: Jalen Hurts, um, Chris Sims ranked him 25th out of the top 40 quarterbacks in the NFL. Do you think more of him? Do you think he's the future of this franchise? How do you see Jalen Hurts as of? I see, the it, I see him better
2: than Chris Sims <laughs> Chris <laughs> by Sims, far. Chris, Chris Sims is not Phil Sims. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> by any stretch of the beans. Yeah. I feel like it's like sometimes when I hear he's better than that. Dan- Chris Chris Sims is better than Dan Ostrowski. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes, sometimes it's like sometimes people have uh, too much uh, too much too much confidence and they should, and they they throw things around. It's like it's like you rank, yeah, you can rank up twenty fifth. I mean, but that I mean that's kind of. Personally, I think that's kind of what he earned because he's like basically kind of a running quarterback. As some guys missed some passes, and he was off on some passes. I expect him to rectify that and be moved up the list. And now, if he has them be- below some of the bums that I, the other bums that I've seen, like I, oh, oh, Daniel
1: oh, Jones, really? really, no, 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 he has here, here, here. Hollis. He has Daniel. He has Daniel Dan, Jones. Hey, hey, here, who? Here's here's some of the guys that he has ranked ahead of him. Okay, Justin Fields. Trevor Justin Lawrence, Fields. Zach Wilson, and Daniel Jones. Justin Fields.
2: Justin Fields. Who the Justin hell is Zach Wilson? Justin Fields is 23rd. Zach
1: Wilson, 22. Who the hell is Zach Jones Wilson? Daniel Jones is 21. Who, who is Zach Wilson? He's that kid that's up with the Jets.
2: Get the hell out of here.
1: Hey, Hollis, the only thing I know about the Jets is Fireman Ed.
2: That's I <laughs> Now, I know Joe Douglas is up there. And I, I like Zach Wilson, but I, I would I would I would blitz the hell out of Zach Wilson, the hell out of here, and and then and then you <laughs> really who who else is ahead who else is ahead of him Justin Fields Justin Fields get get out of here he can't get out his own damn way I know I, I think he's a bust I, I don't think he's uh, yeah I think he's going to be a bust
1: I, 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 I think Daniel that, Jones is a bust then, I don't know why I don't know why Daniel Jones missed the pick six himself why didn't they why they gave the new coach that dude Hollis why didn't they just cut ties they cut ties with the GM the head coach why wouldn't you cut ties with the quarterback you know who sucks
2: well because they did they're doing the same thing they did with Sam darnold I bet you got Sam Darnold ahead of him too don't
1: you no 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 that no, no those are just the guys because he's 25th man now he's 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 25th and Darnold's not ranked ahead of him.
2: Who, who else is right to hit him? No, no, he, he got the rest of that list coming out next week. Okay, because because his, his list holds no validity because he he can't even keep his spleen, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all <laughs> right, he, he I got one last question. He, he did get hit pretty hard, though. I, I thought I, I gained a lot of respect for Chris, and he played when he was playing. He, was he broke
1: friend. his spleen. I was
2: there. Yeah, he ruptured it, yeah. Ruptured his spleen there. First uh, first, hey. he got Carolina Panthers.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. I was, I was working in Tampa at the time, mm-hmm. and I think he even finished
2: the game. He did. That's what I said. He yeah. Of, like, not so much that he had to earn any respect, but I was like, man, he's, way, he's a better – he's a lot tougher than I thought he was. But with that list and start him at 25 and put Zach Wilson in front of him and also Daniel Jones, who can't work his way out of the paper bag, who's had, who's had all the weapons known to man and stands back there occasionally and makes his offensive line look bad. Uh, the list already is flawed.
1: How about this, man? Finally, what was it like for you playing for the Eagles and playing in front of those fans? Those
2: uh, are the greatest, dude. I think the, the the couple of single best moments in my career is it's, it's been a few it's been a few great moments. Was when we got over the hump. I had I had been hurt for three straight years uh, for the NFC Championship game, and we played against the uh, the Falcons. When we got over the hump. I had never heard the fans cheer that loud before, dude. I was like the like that between that and just being the Eagles. The Eagle fans, the fans in general around her are the are the greatest fans on earth. We get it. They we get a lot of bad raps and stuff. Talk about uh, about uh, being uh, violent, but I don't think they're that violent. If you if you suck, they're gonna let you know you suck. They treat you. You, you, you if you played here and you were any good, any good whatsoever. You don't have to buy a meal or anything in this town or a drink in this town when you're here, Hollis. It's, what it's,
1: was the best environment? Because I'm going to ask people this in the next hour: the vet okay. or the
2: link? The vet. You want to know why? Because the opposing team was scared. The link is like <laughs> the link is the link is like it's a. Uh, it's, you know they yeah but y'all still yeah y'all still, <laughs> what do you think it looks like a country club <laughs> well yes a country club is like me we, we're creating we're, we're creating with you guys but it, it's like but that you still get some stank from and the link though you still but you don't get the vets funk the vet <laughs> funk. we had a jail at
1: the vets you did hey hey i, t- I told seth joiner this when buddy brought me in i went down to i go like this holy cow their locker room looks like a prison I mean you guys had all these you yeah. guys had these cages It's shit yep. down there under the vent. This is where your lockers were and I'm going like man this looks like a prison down when here that, man when, when
2: that time when uh that time when when John Groove was working late and he heard some cats and some rats fighting up in the in the drop ceiling <laughs> and it fell down. You know the drop ceiling? you know the yeah. old drop ceiling? Yeah so, came down on his desk. He's like ah <laughs> uh, it was some cats and rats fighting up there. But nah, it was uh, the vet the vet gave us the the, bigger, the best um, the best edge. And a lot of people scared to play on the turf. And then uh once they fixed that um you know the thing that uh, the what football? that tear
0: that
1: used to be in the <laughs> on the field? You guys had this like had this steam <laughs> rip in the uh, middle of the field, and I'm going like, what's wrong with the turf, man?
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was that wasn't no turf, that was glorified carpet. <laughs> Dude, were
1: you in, were you a- in the Michael Irving game? Yeah, he did that on his own. He was scared of
2: Timmy Hawk. You didn't even know that, did you? Oh, man, you're you're killing my boy now, man. What do you mean he did it on his own? The only reason I'm killing him is because what he said about – he he should be ashamed of himself for what he said about Ty Pinkston. When Ty Pinkston uh, said he lost the ball to the lights, but there's Sean Taylor at 6'3", 250 pounds, and uh, Ty Pinkston at 6'3", 170 pounds. I would lose the ball to the lights too, but he he was – Michael Irvin, it was a slant route on the fourth on fourth and 1. They hiked the ball. I I can I stepped off the ball and then I watched the ball. Michael Irvin looked up. He saw he looked at the ball. He, look, he looked at the ball. He looked up. Timmy Hawk was coming down. That's a safety. If you if one one of two things is going to happen, either you is going to get hurt or everybody is going to get hurt if Tim, when Timmy Hawk hits you. And everybody knew that. He had already made the fullback fumble on fourth and 1. Michael Irvin looked at him and tried to duck. When he tried to duck, he face planted on the the veteran on vet on on vet what we call turf. (laughs) And then, then, then lunchtime, ran down there trying to lay hands, talking about he had healing hands. Hey, wait,
1: Hollis, I'm gonna call my boy. I'm gonna go like this Hey, man, some of them guys said, man, you did a prayer job up there. And you prayed to Jesus, man, and got on your hands and knees. And it was more you getting
2: on your hands and knees. You didn't want to get hit. Yes, it was. No, it was uh, uh, Deion Sanders came down and tried to talk do it like this and trying to lay hands on him. I was like, if you don't get your ass up. But (laughs) (coughs) that's why I called him lunchtime. (laughs) Hey, Hollis, thank you so much. Please, can we do this again? Uh, Most definitely. Just anytime you need me, I'm around. I'm you just, got it. I was over here chilling, man. I was getting ready to make me some bacon and eggs. Awesome, man.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much, Hollis. I appreciate
2: you having me. Man. Have
1: a great Memorial Day weekend, my friend. Oh, you too, man. Happy holidays. You got eggs. it, man. That is Hollis Thomas, man. That was so much fun. Wow. Do we have to do that again, man? That was so much fun. Hey, my friends at Morgan & Morgan, where the fee is free, my friends. That means this. Finding an attorney is one of the most important things you could possibly do. For you and your family, if you're hurt or injured on the job, getting that attorney's the most important thing. Think about it. The last 30 years, Morgan & Morgan has collected over $13.5 billion in compensation settlements for their clients. For the people, it's not a slogan. It is completely who they are. With over 800 attorneys and offices in Philadelphia, New York, Florida, and across the country, the army of attorneys that Morgan & Morgan has for you, is unlimited they are the biggest casualty law firm in the united states of america that's right no one's bigger and there's no such thing as a fender bender call 800-512-1600 that's 800-512-1600 the consultation's free call them at 800-512-1600 and when you call morgan to morgan do me a favor tell them big sills sent you
0: when using a lawyer for your injury case you may ask does the size of the law firm matter well of course it does The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to bite to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan, forthepeople.com. choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to bite to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan, forthepeople.com.
3: field of life first trust bank is there for you 7,
0: 0, 3. 1, 2,
2: 3.
3: because philadelphia dreams deserve a philadelphia bank
4: do you stream on a roku fire stick android tv or apple tv now you can watch 6abc 24 7 with the 6abc philadelphia streaming app the big story
3: on you- search 6abc
4: philadelphia and start streaming today
3: To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career
0: opportunities with Local 98, visit us, IBEW98.org.
5: At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free.
0: What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle
5: is cut in half? You could say that.
0: And you're telling me
2: I can get one of these glasses for free?
5: That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first time purchase of stateside vodka. So good, it just disappears.
1: Welcome back. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Tills. Appreciate you stepping in with us here, and please do me a favor. Please hit the like button. Thank you so much. Don't forget, Memorial Day weekend. We will not be working on Monday, so it's an extended vacation this weekend for all Americans. And I know gas prices are high right now, but you know one of the great things? This is what I'm going to be doing with my wife this weekend. You ready? I'm getting. I'm getting the grill ready. I'm going to sit by the pool. I'm going to eat as much as I can. I'm going to have some fun. And I'm going to thank God I'm an American. I know with some of the scenes that we're seeing in Uvalde, Texas and all that, sometimes it's hard to stomach all that stuff that's going on. By the way, I hate politics being involved in it. I don't want to hear one word about it. Those 19 kids, man, are gone. It's not a political moment. I'm not blaming anybody for anything. That somebody needs to do something, though. Okay? Somebody needs to do something. I don't want to hear about one party versus another party. Somebody needs to do something. Just be a human being. Don't bring up this guy or that guy. Do something. Just do something. Instead of finger pointing, do something. You know how people, you know what? Nothing's, nothing's changed since Sandy Hook. And I'm not going to even talk about who's the president then or the president now. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Do something. They can't. You know why? Because they're owned in Washington. They're owned. They're owned by political activist groups. They're owned by companies, these politicians. They're owned. Their political parties are all owned. All of them. Okay? There's agendas. That's why nothing gets done. In a- hey, do you know the do you know the greatest example? Of our country is Trump's wall. It's the greatest example of it. It's not completed. It'll never, it was never gonna get completed. You know why? Because we change governments every four years. But that's a policy in everything we do in life. We're here one day, we're not here the next day, we're here one day. That's why people around the world look at us and go, as great as our country is, we don't complete anything. Okay, We don't. I don't think we have the same intestinal fortitude of the men and women who were born during World War II or the men and women from that generation who fight for their country. Okay? Just think about it this weekend when you're thinking of those children. It's not about politics, man. It's clearly about doing the right thing for Americans. Let's move on here. Okay? By the way, when you see... A military person this weekend, please do me a favor. Salute them. Thank them for serving our country. The men and women that serve our country and protect our rights are the be- best people. That's the greatest team of all time or our military. And first responders, by the way, too. I'll throw that in there. Okay. Here. No, no, Debbie. I'm not. I'm an American. I root for Team USA. I've said this before. Whoever's on Pennsylvania Avenue, I'm a football player. You know what that means? I root for whoever's in the White House because anybody who roots for that guy to fail, whoever's in the White House, is un-American. It's like rooting against your coach. I don't root against anybody. When Americans speak, I root for whoever's our president because I'm not rooting against my coach. If he fails, we fail. You ever hear that? Oh, that's right. All right, let me move on here. Are you shocked that Hollis Thomas, are you shocked that Hollis Thomas is not impressed with Andy Reid and says that Andy Reid should not be in charge of personnel and have personnel decisions? That's how I took it. Are you shocked are you? Are you are are you shocked that he said that? He's not impressed. He goes, but you know what? I've said this before about, about coaches and general managers. Randall, you really believe that? Okay? Hey, Kenneth, I I love I love this honesty. Okay? Paul Hollis said what? Fans are thinking, did you guys really think that way about Andy Reid? Tone says this, I'm not shocked. I never liked coaches being the GMs as well. Conflict of interest. I'm going to tell you where that works though, Tone. Let me give you a great example of it. Watch this. Jimmy Johnson is the greatest general manager, head coach in NFL history. You know why? He had nothing to do with the play calling. Nothing. Jimmy's coach is coached. North Turner was in charge of the offense. Dave wants that or Campo or Butch were involved with the deal. And he, they would have their come-to-Jesus conversation on Monday with Jimmy if something wasn't working. Jimmy never got involved in play calling. He handled timeouts two minutes into a half and two minutes at the end of ball games. Jimmy was not a play caller. I don't ever remember the three years I was around him at Miami and the one year I was around him in Dallas, four years I was around him. I don't ever remember him calling a play offensively or defensively. And his, his brilliance is on the defensive side. He never got involved in it. Never. Never was was not a play caller, okay? Okay? Never got involved. See, Andy Reid is the play caller. He's the head coach. He's the GM. He's theoretically, right, the quarterback coach too. You know, he, he handles by the way, there's nothing wrong with that dynamic. And what Hollis said about Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy is in the same role – that Andy Reid was in when he was up in Green Bay with Mike Holmgren. He was in the same role. Doug Peterson was in that role in Kansas City. It's a very influential role, but he's not the offensive coordinator. Okay? The play caller in Green Bay was not Andy Reid. The play caller in Green Bay was Mike Holmgren. The play caller in Kansas City is Andy Reid. Not saying that Eric's not in charge of putting the game plan together. But the guy that has the sheet in front of him also is the head coach. Andy Reid has that sheet in front of him for a reason. He's going, and Eric Bieniemy goes along with him on what they're going to do. The guy who goes over and sits most of the time with Eric Bieniemy or um, with um, Patrick Mahomes on the side is Andy Reid. Okay. Sean says, Belichick is the best head coach GM. Probably because of the best results. Jerry Jones screwed up what could have been the same thing in Dallas. Don't you agree, Sean? They won three Super Bowls in four years. They were on their way. But ego got in the way. That's what, that's what propelled Bob Kraft not to get involved. You know, when, when Kraft didn't get involved... Okay, It was Brady and Belichick. Not the greatest relationship. Didn't matter, though. It was resulting in championships. You want to hear something even more insane about that run? Every other year that Tom Brady was in New England, they went to the Super Bowl. That's incredible. That's incredible. Chris says Lombardi over them all. Vince was a GM head coach, offensive play caller. I don't know if Vince was the offensive play caller. I don't ever remember Vince being an offensive. Vince was an offensive play caller, Chris in New York. Okay. He was in New York uh, when he was the offensive coordinator there. And Landry was the defensive coordinator for Tom Lee Howe or Jim Lee Howe, I should say. But I don't ever remember Vince calling plays on the sidelines there with um, the Packers. Switzerland wanted that. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Chris. He did a fine job carrying Jimmy's team across the finish line. I like that, though. Switzerland. <laughs> yeah. I like that, though, man. Switzerland. In the alley, Dan. Oh, I'm not saying he didn't construct the plays. He did. Yeah, Chris. Here, Chris, just so paisan what do you want me to say he sucks i'm not okay nine and one in the postseason and do you know the only game he lost can you tell me folks and i'm sure you can because of how educated and how smart you guys are who's the only team labardi lost to in the postseason I, i'll wait and i don't have to wait that long you could say it anytime you want By the way, guys, please hit the like button. I appreciate you guys today here as we get ready for the Memorial Day weekend. The Eagles, that's right. Lombardi walked in the locker room and said, and by the way, I was told all these stories from (laughs) Robostelli. I was told all these stories. He goes, gentlemen, we'll be in championship games, and we will never lose a championship game again. You know what I'm going to do, guys? You see, you know, I, and, and, and I know you guys hate the Giants, so I understand that, and I show you that. My Hall of Fame uncle there. I got a card upstairs. It's about this big. And Vince Lombardi, now, now get this. I'm sounding like old man here, okay? Kenneth, wait a minute. I got this card that Vince gave to my uncle and I have it on it. He says this, it's my favorite line of all of Barty's lines. He says this, gentlemen, we're going to do everything in our power to strive every single day that we're here as a green Bay Packard to be perfect. We are going to run the drills. We are going to lift weights. We are going to do everything to perfection. We are going to play ball to perfection. We are going to learn and eat and do everything to perfection. Knowing full well, we'll never play the perfect game. And then we're going to learn to live with greatness. And that's how you learn to live with greatness. And it's on this card, and I paraphrased it a little bit. But isn't that right? That's why when some people say this to me, I can't, I can't digest it. When someone goes like this, well, I think the Eagles will win 10, 11 games. They can win a postseason game. If you're striving for that, you're going to fall short of that. If you strive to win the Super Bowl every year, and you strive, you set a tone in your locker room, you set a tone in your front office. I don't want to get to a playoff game. I don't want to have a winning record. I want to win the Super Bowl. I want to be undefeated. When I, when we were, Jimmy Johnson had that same mentality. You know, when we, one year we had a 10 and 2 season, man, we thought the world fell in. We, we we thought the world fell in. Damn. 10 and 2. We thought that sucked so bad. We finished fourth in the country and we were so disappointed. 10 and 2. You know, Miami in the last 20 years has had one 10 win season. And when we were 10 and 2, we were upset. We were upset. So when you guys are looking at this year's team. And you're talking about winning and being a champion. I think they're going to win the NFC Championship game this year. Why not? Here, why not us? Why not us? And by the way, you're talking shit on me. I'm the 25th best quarterback in the league. Great. You know, every year people would do this shit to us all the time too. Well, Miami didn't have a very good recruiting class. Oh, that's right. We didn't win recruiting wars. We just won wars during the regular season and go on feet and win national championships. I got two of them back there to prove it. Yeah, we, uh, we never won recruiting wars. We just won ball games. That's right, Zach. Why not? Striving what? For the Sun Bowl? For a playoff game? Shit. You're striving for mediocrity. Who wants to be average? Who wants to do, do, Everything you do in life, you should do it with a cause and a purpose. I feel like Tony Robbins here. <laughs> right? Hey, I'm talking like Tony Robbins here. But shit, if you're going to do something, you're going to sacrifice your body and you're going to do something, why not do it to the best of your, your ability? Why not be great? Always. You know, I'll be great on Thursdays. That's why you're the Jets. I think the Jets go into work every day thinking about a Super Bowl. Or do you think every day they think about getting better? Th- that's so weak when I hear people say, well, let's just get better every day. No shit, dude. That's a given. Don't talk to me about things that are givens. Come on, man. Hey. I will say this: I am very shocked that Hollis Thomas is not an Andy. That's the first former player I've ever heard talk shit on Andy Reid. Am I am I wrong when I say that? Am I wrong? H- have you ever heard? Hey man, I know, dude. We talked about that last hour with Sim, dude. He got Daniel Jones ahead of Chris Sims. Okay. They got Daniel Jones and Justin Fields and Zach Wilson ahead of him. Can you Matt Dude, I would take Jalen over any one of those stiffs. Daniel Jones won't be a giant next year. Think about what Sims said to you guys. Daniel Jones is not going to be a New York giant next year. And he thinks he's better. David Boyd goes, I don't know if Philly is going to the Super Bowl, but if they do, they'll bring it home. Chris Sims and Florio, they're getting hammered online. Good, dude. The Eagle fans are after you. Good night. By the way, Chris Sims coming on after he releases the sheet and the rest of his, his list. Sims was a shit player, now a shit broadcaster. <laughs> it's because of that uh, Max Hedrum, Wi-Fi. Eastside Monster goes. He looks like Max Hedrum. Sorry, do you guys even know who that is? Probably shouldn't have said that reference. My wife goes, or my daughter would go, Sells, Dad, no. Max Hedrum. no one knows who it is. Yeah, yeah, he called Andy a snake on shit. I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, Eastside Monster. My, my, I go. She goes, "Dad, who's Max Hedrum again?" I'm like, oh, "God, oh. <laughs> Coca-Cola Max, you're gonna fry his ass." Hey, yeah, listen. So wait a minute. Wait a minute, Craig. Craig wait a minute i'm gonna ask look sim says he's gonna do the show because he's been on i think twice already maybe i should bring his dad on first well then again wait a minute you guys hate giants do you want chris sims on next week and will you be nice Will you be nice? Jesus, please no. <laughs> Jesus please no. Wait a minute. Don't you want it Don't you want Don't you want Sims to justify why he's putting him down with the rest of the stiffs in the NFL? He's basically calling Jalen Hurts a stiff. Yes, and it won't be nice. Great. Here's Sean, Sills, Bring that son bitch in. Yeah, no, Sills. Yeah, bring that guy in here. Oh no, we'll be good. <laughs> tone, tone. Tone with the good. Oh my God, what an absolutely good reference from Brock's tail. Hey, now's you can't leave. <laughs> hey, Chris, now's you can't leave. If I bring Chris Sims on, will you guys be not? We'll be good. You're lying, Kevin. Ugh, you're lying. Kevin's lions. Hey. <laughs> uh,. Sills, I got gotcha. you! <laughs> hey Sills. I got gotcha. you. Bring Sims on. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. It's all right. Don't worry about it. We, we got We got your back sills don't worry. We'll make it look like an ass pipe. Really. I bring on some guests. You guys are doing this yesterday. Is, is Jason Cole on oxycodone yesterday? Jason over here. Are you, are I was like, I'm sitting here watching this and I'm going, please stop. And you know, I watch it and you guys are going, this guy, I think he's got no dose going on here. Does he have a nosebleed? Holy cow. (laughs) Hey, hey, hey tone yesterday. I'm like this getting, I'm talking. I only kept him on for a couple minutes yesterday. I couldn't even get a sound bite out of it. We are talking about the NFC East, and these guys are overgoing like this. Get this son of a B off the damn show. Is, is, is he in a coma? That's it, fat boy. Get out of the car so we can hear you.
5: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or Mc Crispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.
4: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
5: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
2: Please.
1: And then when they started saying he hates Jalen Hurts, everyone was like this. Don't ever have this guy on again. i <laughs> going like... He's a Hall of Fame voter, and if you – don't you guys know what we're doing here? When I bring those Hall of Fame guys on, you need to be nice so you can get Eric Allen's ass in. You, I don't bring stiff riders on. I bring guys that, hey, do you want Eric Allen in the Hall of Fame or not? I'm working on it, okay? I'm working on it. Eric Allen lives near me. I see him all the time. We'll get him on. Okay? Listen to me. Eric Allen lives near me. Okay? Just telling you. Be nice. Jason has a Hall of Fame vote. Rick Gosselin has a Hall of Fame vote. Howard Balzer has a Hall of Fame vote. These guys have all Hall of Fame votes. Okay? And there's only 35 of them. So you got three of them already in the bag with me. I helped those guys pick the final candidates for Hall of Fame. Don't worry, I didn't put Leroy Butler on any of my list. Okay? You guys were like, get that guy's ass at. Relax. By the way, Rick Goslin, because of you guys, I'm going to tell you, Rick Goslin, because you guys love Dick Vermeil, voted for him on the Veterans Committee. Rick's the chairman. He voted for Carmichael because he comes on this show and you guys are barking. Don't you know that big sales? I do things for a reason. Oh. <laughs> Chris Sims is gonna get his ass barbecued. Jesus Christ, man! He- <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, it was poor on Jody and John's show. Who was poor? I'll be nice to Chris Sims as he has to Jalen Hurts. This is gonna get ugly. Okay. Jason Cole was like mad at. <laughs> Even Aaron Jalen, he I didn't get that one yesterday. I was with you. Okay, sales, sales, sales. Can we have Hollis hit Jason? (laughs) Oh my God! It's a Memorial Day weekend. Can you freaks be nice at least? All right. Hey, look at the homework I do for you. Look what you lunatics make me do every day. I actually have to come prepared. Okay. I actually have to come prepared. Look at this. You make me get prepared. This is ridiculous. Before I hey, we're gonna look at, and I'm gonna oh, <laughs> I'm gonna use a Dallas Cowboy reference. The best triplets in the NFL are who? That's quarterback, running back. And wide receiver slash tight end. I put a list together. Where do the Eagles fall in that? Okay? Before I do that, though, I got to say this about what went on with Kaepernick yesterday in the Raiders. It's a sideshow. It's a sideshow. Can somebody tell me who the backups are behind Derek Carr? Can somebody tell me who the backups are in Las Vegas? And also, Spike Lee is doing a documentary with ESPN, and they interviewed Mark Davis. And Mark Davis wanted to come off, in my opinion, like he was doing the right thing. And they worked him out. Somebody tell me who their backups are. Zach, I'm going to make the point here. That kid Mullins from from San Francisco, right? Right? Mullins? Who, who else is like, okay, let us know the interview in South Philly. I don't think so, Mike. Could somebody tell me, where's Marietta? He's he's not a starter in Atlanta. So if Colin Kaepernick impressed people so much yesterday with the Raiders, why didn't they sign him? They got a bunch of stiffs and nobodies in Las Vegas. It's not like this guy had a high hurdle over a whole bunch of really great name dudes that are in Las Vegas as backup quarterbacks, where you went like this, man, unbelievable. He'll never beat that group of guys out. Garrett Gilbert, Landry Jones are the Raiders backups and that guy Mullen. I mean, seriously, guys, Colin Kaepernick, if you saw him working out, you can't, hey, watch this. You can't pole vault over those dudes? Or was it just a sideshow? Because if I'm opposing team and I, Nick Mullins, is a backup with the Raiders, and Colin Kaepernick didn't impress enough where you signed him immediately, and then you had the head coach going, it's Josh McDaniels, or Josh McDaniels going like this, hey, man, it's Derek Carr's team. Tone said this. Tone, I'm going to go a little bit deeper than you here. And this is why Big Sills sometimes get in trouble. Tone, Tone goes like this. They never plan to sign him. They're just trying to wash their hands of the Gruden fiasco. Oh, I see. So you thought you'd use the black activists to cover your racist coach who just got fired. Isn't that what you meant, Tone? I'll say it. (laughs) You wanted to look better in the court of public opinion because you had a racist coach? oh, oh, and they're doing a documentary and you want to look good. That's not a reason to bring him in. You actually defeat the purpose of true people that are going through racism in our country when you do that. That's not cool. It's a sideshow. So you use the black man and his reputation to cleanse yourself. (laughs) Okay. Hey, but it's the NFL. You know, I'll sign a guy to $230 million, give him a half of a billion or quarter of a billion dollars in guaranteed contracts. He may have 22 sexual assault cases against him, but he can play. (laughs) Guy takes a knee though. Okay. Anyway. The best triplets. I want to hit on that. Okay? Where do your Eagles fall in line with that? Please hit the like button. It was a publicity stunt. That's what they did. Okay? Right, Jeff? Dude, if you see... Watch this. Jeff, if Colin Kaepernick, he's got to be better than those stiffs they have. I mean, it's not like they have... Tremendous players backing up Derek Carr. And then the head coach coming out and going, hey, this is Derek Carr's team. No shit, I didn't have to be told that. I was never under any pretense Colin Kaepernick was going to take his job. What the hell was that? It's a sideshow. It was a sideshow. We'll see if somebody else brings them in. Dude, hey. The only way you're going to get a true sense to see if Colin Kaepernick has anything left is if you put him in exhibition games, not having him throwing shorts. Are you kidding? Come on, man. We all know that. I brought him in for a workout. (laughs) Great. Whatever. Hey, my friends at Morgan & Morgan, where the fee is free, that means this. Hurt or injured on the job, finding that attorney is one of the most important things you can possibly do. And in the past 30 years, Morgan & Morgan has collected over $13.5 billion for their clients. That means this, they don't get paid unless you do. They make sure that their clients know this. There's no such thing as a fender bender at Morgan & Morgan. And for the people, not a slogan, it's who they are. Their are 800 plus attorneys across the country in offices in Philadelphia, New York, and Florida go to battle for you each and every single day because this is who they are and this is what they do. They've been doing it, like I said, for 30 years. Morgan & Morgan, they go into court, they take no prisoners here. The call is free, 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The consultation is free, 800-512-1600. And when you go and call Morgan & Morgan, do me a favor, tell them Big Sales sent you.
0: Many times when people are injured at a place of business, they don't realize they may have a case. The fact is injuries should not happen. And most of the time when someone is injured, Someone is at fault. Maybe the store manager installed a cheap, slippery floor, or there wasn't proper security. After an injury at a hotel, restaurant, store, or any place of business, it's so important to call us. Time matters. Size matters. Morgan & Morgan, forthepeople.com.
4: stream on a Roku fire stick Android TV or Apple TV now you can watch 6 ABC 24/7 with the 6 ABC Philadelphia streaming app the big
0: story on
4: search 6 ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. slam dunk champion really? <laughs> yes really don't sound so surprised let's see it oh you're ready alright here we go let's hear the crowd so go to right go to left mama mama go oh mama she did it
5: again? you can't avoid gravity but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings United Healthcare uh huh Go for
4: the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back, National
1: Football Show. G.T. says Spike Lee will bring out the truth. G.T., the NFL is not obligated to have him in the league. They're a private company. They can have whoever they feel like it. This is not a welfare service. This is not a government employment, you know, where you have to have, like, you know, versatility. You don't have to have that. The NFL, this is a draft. When you get drafted, you don't have to show up. The NFL can hire whoever they want, and they do. Don't you see with the way that they hire head coaches and assistant coaches? You're not going to tell them to put Kaepernick on a team. They're not obligated to. They don't have to. It's not something that they are engaged in doing, putting Michael Sam on, putting Tim Tebow on a team. They don't have to do that. It's a private company. Private company have rights to do whatever they feel like. They can hire whoever they want, and they do. We see it played out for over 100 years. Okay? The NFL doesn't give a shit about bad publicity either. They think all publicity is good. They think if you're talking about them, they don't care if it's bad or good. Has the NFL been dented in any way with anything from George Floyd to Colin Kaepernick to Tim Tebow to Michael Sam to anything? Their brand continues to grow. Their revenues continue to grow. The value of the teams continue to grow. You make Some people make it sound like the National Football League is all of a sudden going through the same ills that the NBA and baseball are going through. Dude, they're Teflon right now. Nothing the league is doing right now is hurting it or its growth. Now they're on Amazon. Now they're on social media platforms. I mean, I think you guys are jaded in the fact that, well, the NFL will be exposed on Colin Kaepernick not having a job. Who cares? The NFL doesn't care. They're not obligated to hire him. How can they defend a great workout? That's what I'm saying. It will be good to bring him back, dude. Like, good. How? So, let me ask you something, GT, about the league. You think those billionaires became billionaires because they're good folk and because they cut? good deals with communities, or because they're sharks. The NFL is run by one race, the color of money, and they'll always be run by that business. Politics, race, sex, NFL could give a shit about any of that. If it hurts the economic side of the NFL, it's the only thing they care about. Colin Kaepernick has nothing to do with the economics of the league. Zero. So it's an, he's a non-factor. It's called window dressing. Colin Kaepernick is window dressing. And when you know that and accept that, see, our liberal media can't accept that. This is the worst look. No, they don't care. Yeah, ESPN will run with it, but look at their ratings. They've lost over 14 million viewers um, over the last eight years. Nobody watches that thing anymore unless it's for the programming and college football and the NFL. Guys, please hit the like button. Okay, thank you so much. Yeah, did you see that much economics? Did you see how much ownership? Hey, did you see how much ownership? that the um, NBA owners have when it comes to their uh, facilities over in China? Pretty big. There's a substantial investment made by the owners in China. Eh, their that's why their business is struggling. All right, let's move on here. Let's move on here. Again, would it be good? ESPN is plummeting That's why they are trying to enter the YouTube digital space. Yeah. Nobody watches them. Nobody sits around, dude. All their hosts, they're terrible. I watched the pregame show the other day for the NBA playoffs. I wanted to watch a playoff pregame show. That's why TNT is the best. Man, do I love Barkley Shaq and Kenny Smith and Ernie? God, I love that show. That's my favorite pregame show of all sports. I love that show. They're funny controversial, edgy, smart as hell, awesome. That show's the best. I freaking love it. I was watching a political statement the other day on a pregame show about stuff that's going on in Texas and whatever. I mean, look, I just it's ridiculous. I'm not saying you should stick to sports and not have an opinion. I'm, but, man. Anyway, I put a list together here. Okay. The and I'm gonna use a cowboy reference. I know this will probably get me far. They'll never duplicate that show tone. That TNT show is so freaking epic. I look forward to that show more than I do the games. And it's a damn shame they're not going to be calling the NBA Finals because they're they're great. I get this, too. I think Barkley's even gotten 10 times better on the – I think he's gotten 10 times better on college basketball. Oh, my God, Randall. I love that banter back and forth, man. Cowboys boo. Okay, look, I'm using a line. It's the triplets. Here are the triplets for the Eagles. Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, A.J. Brown. Where do you think that ranks in the top 10 great triplets in the league today? I'm gonna I'm gonna go from 10 up, but I got an eleventh one too. Watch this. Jalen hurts, Miles Sanders, AJ Brown. You think it's better than Kyler Murray, James Conner, and DeAndre Hopkins? Vikings, Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson. You're not better than that. Browns Watson. Nick Chubb, and Amari Cooper, you're not better than that. Raiders, Carr, Josh Jacobs, and Devontae Adams, you're not better than that. Cowboys, Prescott, Elliott, CeeDee Lamb, I debated on that one. I'll tell you why when I get back to that. They look like really good names. I don't know, though. You know, Elliott's the highest paid back in the league this year. Chiefs. Mahomes. What's that kid's name? Clyde Hillarday. And Travis Kelsey. Sixth. Five, Rams, Stafford, Cam Akers, Cooper Cup. Remember, do me a favor. It's a group. It's not one guy versus the other. It's a group. Bucks, Brady, Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans. I don't think so. Bills, Josh Allen, Devin Singletary, Stefan Diggs, Bengals, Burrow, Mixon, Jamar Chase. I don't think so. Chargers, Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen. Where do the Eagles fit in this? Like, who do you think – where, where would the Eagles fit? They, they may not be a top ten – Triplet team, where, where where would they fit in this? Are you better than the triplets of Kyler Murray, James Connor, and DeAndre Hopkins? No. Are you better than Cousins, Dalvin Cook, and Justin Jefferson? No. Are you better than Watson, Chubb, and Amari Cooper? No. Are you better than Carr, Jacobs, and Devontae Adams? No. The Prescott, Elliott, CD Lamb now. That's why I put 11 on this list here, because I actually think Murray, Connor, and DeAndre Hopkins, I think they're better than the Cowboys. And I would put the Cowboys out of the top 10. I debated on that, and the more I look at that, if I had to pick a triplet group that doesn't fit in that top ten, the Cowboys have to be in that conversation. Do you agree? Okay? You know, and Randall, I I, I think that's right. Hurt Sanders, watch this. Is Miles Sanders as effective as Zeke Elliott? Shit, I'll tell you what I would – how about this one? I mean – Maybe I should have put Pollard instead of Zeke. Because Pollard, I think, is – do we look at Tony Pollard and don't we look at Tony Pollard and see Miles Sanders? Is that a fair comparison? Right? When you you think of Pollard, could, could, could could you look at Miles Sanders and go, I don't know, Flip a coin. I'm good with one of them. And watch this. You think CeeDee Lamb is better than A.J. Brown? I don't. I I, I do not think that CeeDee Lamb is better than A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown does more. Right? I mean, I look at A.J. Brown. That guy's a beast in the run game. You know, he's the closest version to Debo Samuel, of any other wide receiver that's in the game, in my opinion, Well the guy uh, DK Metcalf too in Seattle's probably like that, right? He's he's probably like that. Yeah, a, 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 a Yale. I get he's a burner, but is he a good wideout? AJ's bigger, stronger, and smarter. I agree with you. So the Cowboys, I would take the Cowboys out of that top 10 and put the Cardinals in there. So where do the Eagles fit with their triplet group? I mean, look, not a lot of people giving him respect at the quarterback position. Chris Sims took a shit on him in that list the other day. Now, is that to get sparks flying in Philly? Because he, you have to know how media people work. Man, don't you think he knew putting Jalen Hurts down there that low that he was going to get crushed on social media by Eagle fans because he knows it's one of the most passionate fan bases in the league. Zach says between 10 and 15. Okay? Now, hey, Davey boy, Yeah, he just wants to get it to where, you know, people in Philly are pissed. Here. So, like, 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 I mean, honestly, <laughs> Daniel Jones is better than Jalen. Like, when? Give me a stretch of games with Daniel Jones. Wait a minute. Did Daniel Jones beat Jalen last year? Oh. Did he beat Jalen last year? Did Daniel Jones beat him? Oh. You think he really believes that? That Justin Fields is better? Sims can't come to Philly. <laughs> He's not allowed. If you're coming down 95, and dude, if you're on a Jersey Turnpike, I got this for you here. Do you know the Lombardi Restaurant? There, there's a Carl Jr.'s up there, okay? I want you to do me a favor, okay? Eagle fans are going to meet you at the Carl Junior's right off the Jersey Turnpike. If you want to go to the Lombardi Rest Stop, there's one there too. I don't give a shit where you want to meet. We got a whole group of people that are gonna go up the Jersey Turnpike and meet you. Hey Don, <laughs> you know, right? I'm gonna meet you at that Carl's Junior's. Yeah, there's one right before you get to Atlantic City too. You want to, hey? You want to meet us? I'll meet you anywhere you want. All right? We'll meet you there at one of the rest stops. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Between 10 and 15, you think? Giants beat the Eagles 13 7s. Hurts through four picks. Oh, shit. I hated that game too, man. <laughs> Everything that Sims owns will have 25 on it.
5: <laughs> ah.
1: Hey, that's what you guys should do to his social media. Hey, watch this. You can't cross the river. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, if you're coming across the bridge, you're going to come across the Chesapeake Bay Bridge, don't do it, dude. <laughs> it won't be in your best interest. Don't come across the bridge. So I'm just telling you. In your best interest, do not. <laughs> uh Got a jersey pass. He'll, he'll need it. Hertz throws two picks that game. We win. Yeah, man, that game, that killed. That, I hated that game because Sirianni's throwing the ball 35 times. That was so stupid. Run the freaking ball. Run it, man. That was. I thought coaching cost us that game. Put, hey, go to a social media page and just start putting number 25, 25, 25, 25, 25. Uh, oh man. Yeah. All right. Hit the like button. Let's final hour here. Hey, going into a four day weekend too. How great is it too? Right, man? It's Memorial day weekend. Everything is all good. We'll reset. Please hit the like button guys. Final hour till we catch you on Tuesday. We'll see you for hour three. Keep it right here on the National Football Show.
4: on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6 ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia Streaming App. The big
0: story on acting. You-
4: Search 6 ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Mommy slam dunk champion. Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. <sighs> so go to, writer, go to look Fake mama. mama, go. Oh, Mama!
2: She did it.
5: Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Go for the midnight dares,
4: go for the game, go for the hit, go for the fans, go for the win, go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
1: Hour number three, Big National Football Show. want to make sure we say this about our veterans. Please do me a favor. If you see one over the weekend, shake their hand and thank them for their service to our country. We appreciate everybody that's in our military, and thank you so much. And We appreciate you being here, too. We will be off on Monday, back at you on Tuesday going three to six, final hour, going into that four-day weekend for you. Hey, did you see that comment that Andy Reid took a shot at Shady McCoy? I guess Shady McCoy was doing a podcast, and he said that Eric B. Enemy, one of the reasons he doesn't have a job, who's the offensive coordinator in Kansas City, is because of the way he talks to people and the way he handles himself. Thank you, gaming. thank you so much, brother. okay um and Andy came to Eric B enemy's defense and then took a shot at Shady and I'm paraphrasing here, but here was the context of it. I guess Shady McCoy was asked why do you think Eric Bemy doesn't have a job and McCoy said it's the way he talks to folks. He talks shit to him, and I know a lot of people that are in that Kansas City organization that don't like the way he speaks to him sometimes. Andy took offense to it. Um. Yeah, Yale. Yeah, it was. It sound. It it sounded it until I heard Hollis. Though, by the way, um, Tone has put that out there too, so it's going to premiere a little bit later on. And he called Andy Reid a snake. And I'm wondering if Hollis, again, here, here, look, and again, I'm trying to, I'm, look, he, he was a proponent of Eric Bianami getting a job, okay, and talking about how important he was in that offense at of Kansas City when Hollis was on the show. I'm just saying he didn't have a lot of respect, okay, for Andy Reid. And the Hollis Thomas interview will premiere 8 p.m. Eastern time. And you'll be able to. Yeah, Yale. He called um, He called Andy Reid snake shit. Called him snake shit. I think all of us were pretty shocked when we were like, what? So again, and then Annie fires back saying, well, Shady was in, and I think he did it as good as he possibly could too, right? Shady was in that part of his career when he was in Kansas City that he didn't like what he was hearing. And he didn't like the way he was being spoken to because he was in a part of his career and at the end of his career where he couldn't do the things that he could do back in the day. Still, there's a way of treating folks. You know, talking shit. That's why when you play in the NFL, coaches talk shit to people, man. All right. I mean, ask Carson Wentz. Shady didn't like it. Shady didn't like the way he was talked to in Kansas City with Eric B. Enemy. And then Andy Reid came to his defense. Razor, Hollis Thomas called Andy Reid snake shit. Yes. 8 p.m. Eastern. You can hear the interview. I asked him about Andy Reid. They were not complimentary comments made about the former Eagle coach who was on our network a couple days ago. Hollis didn't have the review that others had of him. Called him snake shit. Not me. Uh, I was pretty shocked. Hey, hey, you know what though, Reyes? He played for the guy. Yeah, but... I can't think that relationships in a good place now between Shady McCoy and um. And Andy Reid, Andy Reid threw out Shady on, and said this. Well, he wasn't the player he was for me in Philly. And Eric was talking shit to him. Okay. Yeah, gaming. I'm still trying to figure snake shit out too. I don't, I, I wh- like what exactly is snake shit. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Okay. I, 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 I don't know. Is that like, you know, after he eats the, the mice, I, I I really don't know. I haven't seen it cause I'm not around too many snakes. Well, in my business, I'm around it a little more than I want to be. Yeah, man. Andy didn't like running the ball. Man, McCoy was such a good player, though. Was their relationship in Philadelphia bad? Randall, you mean because he's not a head coach? Randall, you know why I think Eric Biennemi doesn't have a head coaching job? Lower than Wales? Should I think maybe that's what he meant. Um... Can I tell you why I think Eric Bieniemy doesn't have a job? Google his name. He's got a pretty shady... <laughs> he's got a pretty shady background with run-ins with the law when he was younger. Okay? Like, if anybody else had that kind of confrontations, they wouldn't be considered for head coaching jobs. And because he works for Andy... I think that's one of the reasons that he's given that opportunity, okay? So, I mean um yeah. Um I think that's that that's kind of why he doesn't. Oh, hey LLC says that shouldn't matter. The past is the past. Can I please have that too? Dude, I'm with you. I think people could be better people. Absolutely. I think people can be better people. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. I think people can become better humans. I think Michael Vick is one of those guys. Absolutely. I'm, I'm with you, hi. Past shouldn't matter, but it does especially with owners in the NFL. Seals, I'm arguing with my buddy of mine. I'm arguing that the Vikings will take the division. I agree with you. I think the Vikings are going to win the NFC North. You bet I do. No pun intended. I I do. I agree with you. Not you, Big Seals. No, no, no. Hey. (laughs) Hey. Just ran a copperhead out of my neighbor's house this past weekend, then killed it. Did you Did you eat it? That's not bad meat, dog. Chris, they'll bring that crap up from 15 years ago. Man, do they ever. Just losers. Guy asked me a question. You know, the other day, I, somebody said something to me. And now I don't have a problem answering it any longer. A guy, a guy asked me a question, asked four questions, was an African-American man, and he asked me four questions. Damn, Sills, I really like you. And he didn't have a ton of followers, but he goes, Sills, I, I really love your show. He goes, can I ask you some questions? I go, sure. He goes, did you really say monkeys on the air? And I said, I did. I misspoke. It was horrible. I call my daughter a little monkey, and my wife has schooled me stop doing that. He goes, did you mean it? I go, of course not. He goes, well, You were racist. They put him in order. And I go, of course not. Have you ever used the N-word? Absolutely not. And he's like, Great, I just had to ask. And I'm like, Dude, really? <laughs> really? And by the way, I'm not one of these guys that go, hey, if you see all my black friends, I have friends. I don't have black friends. I have friends. I don't go like this. I got a Itali- well, maybe Italian friends, okay? Hey, maybe Italian friends, okay? I go like you know, maybe I put those guys in a category because hey, I won't I won't lie to you, man. I'm very partial to paisans, okay? But I don't, I don't have black friends and Puerto Rican friends. By the way, my stepfather's Puerto. I, I don't. I have friends. People who are my friends. Say someone is a racist. <laughs> I know, man. Everyone hides under their desk. I don't I don't do that anymore. I answer people's questions. No, I, no, I misspoke. It was terrible. Wish I had to do it all over again. I says being black and being black is hard, but being a black man in America is hard. Being a minority, being poor. Hey. <laughs> I think being poor in this country is awful. You're poor in this country. People don't do shit for you. Our politicians don't do shit for them. Poor folk. My mom plays a game when someone drives badly. Asian old or new driver. <laughs> That's terrible. Um. Uh, hey, by the way. I'm gonna do something to you guys that you guys are just gonna absolutely shit, okay? So I found out something about the Minnesota i got I got it I got some information here for you. The Vikings have started to Negotiate with Justin Jefferson on a new contract extension. You know the Eagles watched this show <sighs>
2: uh.
1: Tone, I knew you'd jump on this. Hey, he thinks he's – I'll throw the number what he he said here in a minute. I got to look at one thing here. I got to see how much and how many yards Justin Jefferson has had. I got to look here. I got to get the stats. Justin Jefferson – here we go here let me see what this guy's done and i'm going to throw a number out and then you guys throw a number out
4: <laughs> ow
1: oh my god And who you guys have? Jalen Rager. Let me do Jalen Rager. <laughs> Tone, Tone, <laughs> Jalen Rager. There we go. There's old (laughs) Jalen. I just, I just got Will Smith. I just got Will Smith by tone. Okay, keep that guy's name out of your freaking mouth. All right. Are you ready? Okay. So Jalen Rager in two years. Oh no, hey, hi, hang on. <laughs> hey, hang on, hi. It's it's because they're talking contract extension with Justin Jefferson. Jalen Rager, two years, a stellar, 64 catches, 695 yards, and three touchdowns. By the way, was this guy drafted in the first round ahead of Justin Jefferson? (laughs) Hey, Howie. I don't know, man. (laughs) Hey, Howie. Hold on here. Hey, I got to clean my glasses off for these numbers. Because I'm going to Jefferson's numbers now. He was, Randall? Zach, we know he's trash, Sills. Stop it. I'm talking about a guy getting a contract. Why can't I talk about a guy getting a contract extension? That's all I'm doing here. Please stop. Hang on. I'm talking about a guy getting a contract extension. It's a football show. (sighs) Justin Jefferson in two years in Minnesota with Kirk Cousins. (laughs) (laughs) Jeremiah, I'm leaving. 196 catches, 3,016 yards and 17 touchdowns. You know, I wasn't a math major at the University of Miami, but that's almost 100 catches a year and 1,500 yards. And what the hell? Eight touchdowns a year. So you got a guy that's averaging a hundred catches and fifteen hundred yards and eight touchdowns, versus a guy who's averaging thirty-two catches, six hundred and or three hundred and forty-five yards, and one point two touchdowns a year. Sills is not allowed to cross the. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Sills, you could stay there with Sims now. As far as I'm concerned, you stay on I 95 around the Jersey Turnpike. You're driving down from that stuff ass state, Connecticut. You could stay your ass up there too, kid. I'm just quoting numbers here, man. (laughs) how much we pay justin jefferson if you're the vikings (laughs) He's about to be in the sims boat
2: oh my god
1: (laughs) you know what tone said tone thinks he's gonna make 35 million dollars a year Hey, I do want him to shadow, trying to get something out of the kid. His first two years have been less than oppressive. Wow. Here's what I really think. Dude, Jefferson's a great player. My God almighty, can you imagine Justin Jefferson, if he got on the open market, Okay. Can you imagine if he got on the open market and went to Los Angeles? Okay. VJ says twenty nine a year, five years one forty five. More than Hill, yeah, he's better than Hill. Okay, watch this. He's better than Hill. I. Who would you rather have, Tyreek Hill or Justin Jefferson? I'll take the guy in Minnesota all day long. <laughs> Davy Boy. <laughs> Davy Boy is. A- Wait a minute. Hey, do me a favor, Tone. You see, Davy Boy? I think we found Howie's burner. Here, folks, here's Howie's burner account. Right here, Sills, you're looking at this wrong. Look at all the money Philly saved by drafting Rager instead of Jefferson. This is Howie Roseman. Davey boy, you are the burner account <laughs> for, for Howie Roseman. <laughs> you're the burn. We found the burner account. We found it. Holy cow, man. Oh, (laughs) mid-on. Yeah, I can't trust that. Ike Turner pick from Davey Boy anymore. Dude, we don't trust it anymore. (laughs) We don't, hey, that Ike Turner pick, it ain't working. It's Howie's (laughs) Burner. uh i'm his bodyguard (laughs) no the bodyguard left he's in pittsburgh now (laughs) andy weidel's in pittsburgh he left (laughs) he says i don't want any more that shit i'm out (laughs) Uh, man yeah right (laughs) he's actually will smith (laughs) Oh man, that's his right hand man. No, Davey Boy's the guy taking over for Andy White (laughs) L. I'm the new guy now. I'm the new sheriff in town. Oh man. How much would you? Okay. How about this? Is this fair? If you've seen enough of Jalen Rager, have you seen enough of Justin Jefferson to give him a contract? Listen, you know how I would, I would do this deal with him. He'd still have to remain on his rookie contract. Okay. But I would do what they did to Patrick Mahomes I would add this as an extension um, to the current contract that he has. That's how I would do this. Okay, <laughs> Jalen, R- jeez, I wonder what that Jalen Rager contract extension is going to look like. I got it. I know exactly what it's going to look like. Okay, three sandwiches at Geno's. Parking only on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I would say this: okay, you got to pay to go over the bridge. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take your we're gonna take your pass away. <laughs> what about the money? What money? You owe us money. See this here, hey Jalen Rager. This just then when Jesse James went to banks, okay, when he robbed banks. Jesse James used a pistol or a rifle in a gun. When you rob a bank, you use your lack of effort (laughs) when you're robbing a bank (laughs) and you go, when he gets your paycheck on Tuesdays, like this, most men go like this. Thanks for my paycheck. Jalen Rager. When he gets his paycheck on Tuesdays, he's got his head down and it's like this. (laughs) Okay. Like he's on a soup kitchen line. (laughs) Can I have some bread? (laughs) Ah, Hey, no, I know what it is. Tone, I figured it out. You ready? Jalen Rager's new contract is going to be this. Seven months of free wick. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) It ain't right, is it? (laughs) Seven months. You get free wick, okay, from the Pennsylvania government. Free parking, and you get a pass once a month to go over the bridge. Okay. Shit, yeah, Chris, I'll throw bread in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You get a wick check. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Thank God it's Friday, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Gino's, Gino's went like this. We're out of negotiations, man. He gets no. Fools Fools gets free sandwiches, okay? Jalen, no. No, 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 no. By the way, Geno's follows me on my Twitter page. We've been going back and forth to try to do a remote there. Geno's is following me now. So they follow me on Twitter. They go, hey, the is show, man. What the hell is this? Yeah. Yeah, he's got a, hey, no. Hey, wait a minute, Tone. He not only has to work the kitchen, he's gotta work the grease pit. <laughs> Tony, he gotta work the grease pit, dog. Work in the kitchen. Come on now, man. That's a high paying gig. This dude's on swabby detail. This guy's gotta work the grease pit. I worked a few grease pits of my day, and don't no Italian lines out of that one. I don't need it, okay? My my uncle used to bring me down to Joanne's down in Japan and I had to clean the grease pits. So I've worked a few grease pits in my day. So what, what is that Italian thing? I mean, God, everybody's racist today. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Oh man.
1: Hey, but I'll bring a cap for a workout. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Great. All right. All right. Listen, I wrote something down a couple minutes ago because I wanted to bring this up actually in the first hour. I'm going to make a comparison to an NFL quarterback. Oh, by the way, you're right. I didn't throw the number out. I think they're going to pay him $27 million a year. Okay? $27 million a year I could see that guy Justin Jefferson making. And by the way, I'd give him a four-year deal. Ugh, because it's a receiver and it's so much money. Maybe three years with a team option. Make it friendly. Okay, 27, right? Yeah, something like that. He's going to make a boatload of dough. I'm going to compare Jalen Hurts to a NFL star quarterback. I'm going to explain what I'm talking about, okay? Okay. Please hit the like button. Guys, do me a favor. Dan Cilio here for Morgan & Morgan. And I tell you this all the time. Fee is free. What does that mean exactly? Well, they don't get paid unless you do. They're not going to get paid unless you get your fair compensation for you and your family because this is what Morgan & Morgan does. Last 30 years, I've known John Morgan for 25 of those 30 years. And John Morgan's my friend. And I can promise you this. That slogan, okay, for the people, it's not a slogan. It's who he is and what he's done. Morgan & Morgan was started with his wife and himself years ago, and they've built it up into the number one casualty law firm in the country. They're the biggest. They will not be intimidated. Morgan & Morgan has collected over $13.5 billion for their clients, and this is who they are also. They make sure you get your fair compensation with the army of attorneys that they have, over 800 strong in offices in Philly, New York, Florida, across the country. They will not be intimidated which means when they go into a court case for you, they're going to make sure that no one's going to say this to a judge. Why well, is just a fender bender? That's not how it works with them, okay? Call them, 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation is free. 800-512-1600. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, do me a favor. Tell them Big Sills
0: sent you. After a car crash, the big insurance companies you see advertising on TV, they may try to downplay your case and might say, it's only a fender bender or it's just a herniated disc. I worry that some law firms fall for this BS, not us. We put ourselves in your shoes and ask, what would it be like to be in your pain for the rest of our lives? A million dollars wouldn't be enough
5: for me. There's only one Morgan & Morgan,
0: forthepeople.com.
4: fire stick Android TV or Apple TV now you can watch 6 ABC 24/7 with the 6 ABC Philadelphia streaming app the big story and you- <laughs> search 6 ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. I'm done champion. Really? <laughs> yes, really. Don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. <sighs> go to Lefka. fake up. Mama go. Oh, mama! She did it.
5: Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh.
1: Welcome back. National Football Show with your boy, Big Sales. By the way, next week, we're going to have Doc Rivers on. I haven't caught up with my friend in a while, and I want to talk to Doc. See what the hell. Hey, I'm going to ask him this. Hey, how are they treating you in Philly? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so I'm going to have my boy Doc on, man. I've known Doc Rivers for such a long time. You know, when he first got that Orlando Magic job, he and I used to go play golf all the time. And he had the Heart and Hustle team. That's what I du- – by the way, I was the guy I dubbed that. I dubbed it Heart and Hustle. And me and this guy, Larry Guest, used to be a writer for the Orlando Sentinel. And, um, you know, we, we, we used to just go play golf all the time. And, uh, oh, my God, I'm such a Doc Rivers. I think Doc was in broadcasting before he got that Magic gig. So, oh, James, Rick Berry, man, once we get the final set, he'll be back. He's pretty salty, isn't he? He's a great analyst. You know why people don't put him on? Because they don't – because you know what Rick usually does? Like if I say something stupid, which could be at any moment, but if I say something stupid, Rick will go, that's ridiculous, man. You're being a stupid ass. Rick Barry's that guy, man, okay? Oh, hey. Tone, Rick was on, he was on TV. They booted his ass. He used to be the guy in the locker room when CBS was covering those Magic and Bird. When CBS had, it went like this. CBS had it with Musburger. And the guy in the locker room back in the 80s and 90s was Rick Barry. Then it went to NBC. And then Ahmad Rashad took the role of what Rick Berry did. And Rashawn turned into Michael Jordan's boy, and that's, you know, that relationship. And now, like, uh, Jim Gray is like Brady and LeBron's guy or whatever the hell that is. There's like some goofball relationship there. So, yeah, okay. Hey, I I, want to bring something up with you here. Jonathan Gannon, this is for you. Let me get that list of the top quarterbacks. Where's that list? There they are right here. All right. Now, in the progress of where we want our offense to go, the Eagle offense, And what we want it to look like? What type of style do you think? If we're going to look at success in the, and by the way, what, you know, you know that dorky ass line: the NFL is a copycat league. It is. That's not. That's not just something you write on a chalkboard. Some. Remember when we had the Wildcat? Everybody tried it, right? RPOs. People tried it. Okay. You know what's funny? You can't get away from winning from the pocket still they try to do everything in their power to try to win outside the pocket. Cause you, do you know why they're trying? Why do you think they try to win with mobile quarterbacks more today in the NFL than they ever have? Can you guys give me just a fundamental reason why you think, why do you think they want to try to win with mobile quarterbacks instead of guys who are seven step drop guys? Okay. Why, what, why do you think? Oh, look at... Hey, Tone. So Tone goes from a guy who watched all our shows into being some savant. Maybe you don't have to pay them as much? If I can have a mobile quarterback, I don't need five guys okay in the old line like the like the Eagles have I can have maybe a left tackle right tackle and center and my two guards can be filled in with dudes right can be filled in with dudes okay right that that that's I don't have to pay I don't have to sit around here and pay for all that money for what these guys are doing here i don't have to do that so now what i do is i have a mobile guy gets out in the perimeter manages half the field that's what they did with montana for years you know what made montana great and how bill walsh built that offense around him they didn't have great O linemen at the beginning of joe montana's tenor remember when he threw the pass the catch he's rolling right What does that do for your football team when you have a mobile quarterback like that? He's rolling right, and he's managing only half the field. I got the sidelines to protect the quarterback. The middle of the field is all – this quadrant of the side of the field is all I have to manage. What made Montana special was, as Joe got better, he started seeing the entire field. And once Montana saw the entire field, it was over. That's what Brady has. Brady sees – Brady knows pre-snap already where he's going with it, 90% of the time. We know this. Jalen Hurts is never going to be Tom Brady. He's never going to be Joe Burrow. He's never really going to be Matthew Stafford. He's never going to be Justin Herbert, okay? He's never going to be any of those guys. He's never going to be that guy, okay? He's never. But the bottom line here is when you look at these other quarterbacks here, there's a quarterback in this conversation here that we look at and you go like this. Okay. Um, I look at it and I think of one, there's one, one guy. All right, listen, I got to take a brief time out here. So do me a favor. I'm going to tell you who that is. Who do you think that quarterback is? I got to take one more time out. Do me a favor, hit the like button. I'm going to tell you who that is. We'll do it next. Keep it here.
4: Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big
0: story, and that you-
4: Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. I'm champion really <laughs> yes really don't sound so surprised let's see it oh you're ready all right here we go let's hear the crowd so the oh,
2: she did it
5: again you can't avoid gravity but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings United Healthcare uh-huh Go for the midnight
4: dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
1: Welcome back. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. Please hit the like button. Thank you guys so much. I can't wait for the Memorial Day weekend to start for everybody. And I was going over a topic here. And I'm asking you, as we get through with all these new components that Nick Sirianni has with the Eagles, what do you want your offense to look like? I saw somebody say, Steve Young, are you crazy? He's never that accurate. He'll never be that guy. Jalen Hurts is never going to be an exceptionally accurate guy. So what does Jalen Hurts have to do to create accuracy and give him a best chance of completing passes? What does he have to do? He's got to create passing lanes. He has to create an opportunity inside of an offense to make sure That, get this, it gives him the best opportunity to succeed at it. And what do you mean by that? Well, here's how Brady creates success. Brady gets back. He drops back. Brady moves his head around and moves safeties and linebackers around and slides defenses and coverages just by his pre-snap reads and how he does it. it. Brady knows where to move people around. He's a savant. Same thing with Peyton Manning. Guys like that. Aaron Rodgers throws to players. Aaron Rodgers is so exceptionally talented. Aaron Rodgers doesn't throw to spots. I said that to you yesterday. He's the most gifted thrower of the football I've ever seen. He's the only guy that never really overutilizes his arm, okay? He's an exceptional deep passer, but he's more of a precise passer. There's never been a guy like that that's got all of those fundamentals like that. Remember the one thing that uh, Elway used to have that was an issue for him all the time was that the intermediate pass, he would throw it through the guy. This guy had one of the strongest arms of all time and he never really had a touch and he started developing more touch once they started developing more of a run game. Nobody's had the versatility of Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers was exceptional, okay? And is exceptional at creating really great passing lanes because he knows pre-snap stuff. He knows where to throw the ball and his gifts at throwing the ball. That's what makes him a special football player. That's why he's just as gifted as anybody we've ever seen. Jalen Hurts will never be Aaron Rodgers. So we take him off the list. My top 10 quarterbacks going into the 2022 season, I said Brady, Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, um, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson. Can I tell you why he'll never be Lamar Jackson? I'm going to take him off the list. Why do you think he can't be Lamar Jackson? He's not physically built like Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's a 6'4", 240-pound guy, and he is more accurate than you think. He led the NFL um, in passing touchdowns. You think Jalen Hurts is going to be a guy to lead the NFL in passing touchdowns one year? Absolutely not. He's not – and plus, get this. We don't want him to be Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has a shelf life. Same way Vic did. Same way Cam Newton did. Same way all of these mobile quarterbacks do. If you want Jalen Hurts around for eight years, running the football is not going to get it done. No. Yes, Lamar is 240 pounds. He's 6'4". You take his ass off the list. Is he Deshaun Watson? He doesn't have the accuracy or the arm. He's off the list. So it comes down to two players and a combination of these two players. The combination of these two players are Josh Allen and Russell Wilson. This is what you want your quarterback to look like. Okay? What are they doing with Allen up in uh, Buffalo right now? They're getting running back help for him. They're getting more help in the backfield for him. They can't have this stat line in Buffalo and think you're going to keep him around for a decade. You can't have this, 350 yards passing, 98 yards rushing. You're going to get the guy killed. Look at how Cam Newton got beat down to a drum. Do you know why Cam Newton's not the player he was in 15 today? Because they did just like Shaquille O'Neal. They didn't know how to ref him. They did not know how to ref Shaq. People hanging all over O'Neal. How does a guy that can't shoot free throws, no jump shot, how does a guy score 28 and 14 every night? Because he's a physically dominating guy. But the, but the refs didn't know how to legislate fouls on him. He was so huge. By the way, when you're a guy like Wilt Chamberlain or you're a guy like Shaq, they instituted an offensive foul for you camping out, okay, on the defensive side. Shaq was so imposing. The three-second rule on the you can't camp out down there like that. Shaq would under the you, you ain't you ain't getting through O'Neal on the defensive end. So what would they do? They'd beat him up. Same thing with Cam Newton. Cam takes off up the perimeter. Man, linebackers and people would light Cam up. Okay? Still's living in the past. Not sure what you're talking about there, VJ. Not I all what you're talking about. I'm talking about today's NFL guys. I don't not talking about Steve Young and shit like that. I'm talking about what they gotta look like today. Russell Wilson and Josh Allen. They've got to do the things that they're doing at Buffalo with Allen and what Wilson has done for his career. Gotta learn to slide better, too. He's got to learn how to not take hits. Let me tell you something. Let me, let me tell you what made Roethlisberger a Hall of Fame quarterback. Ready? Ben, had, ben could take off when he had to. Okay? But what was Ben's gift? Watch this. This is what... Okay? Okay. Bro, you really think Jalen Hurts has Josh Allen ability? You really think that? You think what you saw in that game... Against Patrick Mahomes, you're going to see that out of your quarterback position. I hope you're right. I don't believe that. I said the offense has got to look like it. Okay? It's got to look like that Buffalo offense. (laughs) Dude, if he gets half of Josh Allen, you're lucky. Okay? That kid will never be Josh Allen. He's not. But that's okay. You can win Super Bowls with Joe Flacco and Trent Dilfer and Brad Johnson, Jeff Hostedler. You can get to Super Bowls with Cam Newton or uh, Colin Kaepernick, Cam Newton. Okay? Stop thinking he's going to be an elite quarterback like that. He's not. He's not going to be one of those guys. However, that doesn't mean he can't win. Brady made him – Brady was – you think Brady's elite in ability? Or Brady's made himself elite. Brady's not fast. Doesn't have a strong arm. What does he have? Understanding of the game. Jalen can do that. Okay? Jalen can do that. He can clearly do that. You think it's... A, by the way, once again, people are sitting here, I picked you to win the NFC Championship. So, you can put all that shit away about talking shit on someone. I'm picking you to win the NFC. So, you can stop that. Okay? You could stop that. You think I'm talking trash? I picked you to win the NFC. Okay? But we're talking about a style, a style of play. It's. I want it to resemble what McDermott's doing in Buffalo. And as I was saying about Roethlisberger, Ben sliding like this, laterally, creating passing lanes is really what made him great. Okay? Ben would just move around in the pocket. and If he had to, he took off. We want Jalen Hurts to take off when he has to. I don't want Jalen Hurts taking off because it's a designed play. Look, I don't mind a few designed plays in the offensive approach, but it can't be a focal point of the approach. That's what they're trying to get away from in Buffalo because they're trying, get this, the uh, general manager in Buffalo, you know what he says? No, this year is not um, um uh, all or nothing year for us because they know they have a 10-year quarterback up there. They know they're going to get into a position to win a Super Bowl eventually. They're there. They're on the doorstep. So blowing anything up? No. But making sure that as the process continues, the team continues to build, that Josh Allen is getting all the help they get. Now, listen, if you're giving Josh Allen help, who's more talented than Jalen, don't concern yourself if we start putting – Here, here's what I would say. I think the Eagles need a better running back. More depth at tight end. Okay? <laughs> really. Continuing to improve in that old line That old line is exceptional. We gave the grades out yesterday. That line is as good as it can get. Okay? Dank says, Baker Mayfield broke the NFL rookie passing record. And I still thought he was a bum. And I still thought he was. You know what's crazy? Dank. I saw Peyton Manning throw for 28 interceptions his rookie season, and I thought he'd be a Hall of Famer after that year. Okay? And he also threw for a boatload of touchdowns that year, his rookie year. But when I watched Baker Mayfield, I never thought that guy was elite. Ever. Ever. Okay? There's, because he's a child. He is not mentally tough enough to be able to do that, in my opinion. Okay? Christopher, you didn't see Josh Allen in his second year where you saw a guy that you went like this. Whew. That kid's going to be somebody special. Really, I did. I, I tell you this. I saw Justin Herbert, and I, and I made this comment to you before, and I'll say it again. Watch this. I saw probably five games. I probably saw five games of Justin Herbert, and I went like this. Um, I think Justin Herbert is exceptional. I think he's going to be a star in this league. Um, I probably saw six games of Joe Burrow and went, Joe Burrow's going to be a superstar. I saw probably three games of uh, Patrick Mahomes and went like this. Patrick Mahomes is going to be a superstar player. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll, I'll, I won't lie to you on Lamar. It took me a full year, okay? It took me a full year to go like this with Lamar th- that I thought that he was going to be exceptional. Deshaun Watson, I knew right away when you watch him throw the ball, It's like looking at a really good car or a great-looking chick. You really think you need 10 looks, whether to figure out if she's a good-looking woman or not? Well, you know, I'll get back to you on the 65th look, you know. Okay, you know, I don't know. Here, look, some of you are doing this. I really don't know if she's good-looking or not. Hmm. Could she come back 65 more times, games? Yeah, come back, like Baker Mayfield. Hmm. Yeah, can you do it about ten more? You really need ten looks to go like this. That chick smoked. Like, how? Hey, how many times do you think you need to look at Sierra? <laughs> okay, how many times do you think you need to look at Sierra and go like this? Okay, that's one of the best looking women on the planet. Okay, that's <laughs> one of the best looking women on the planet. Okay, right? I don't. I don't need a hundred looks. Yeah, yeah, Sierra dog. Okay. Yeah, okay. She's good looking. Okay. We had some great conversations this week. We really did. I want to thank everybody for coming aboard. By the way, Hollis Thomas interview. Tone says that it is um, debuting at 8 p.m. Eastern. Dude, you got to hear him. Um, What was the line? Snake shit. And Andy Reid, were in the same line. That's a can't miss. Not very kind words about Big Red. And I love Hollis. He'll be on again, my friends. That's for sure. It is a Memorial Day weekend, and I want to thank our men and women who are in our military again. Thank you so much. We'll be back with you on Tuesday, going 3 to 6. You guys can follow me, by the way, over on my Twitter, at show Tone was Mariano Rivera today. I know, maybe that's not a good comparison to make because I can't think that Philly fans like Yankee guys. But then again, I always go, it's National League, American League, so you got to eat it anyway. So it's all good. Hey, man, thank you guys so much for doing it. It is all good. We will see you on Tuesday. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. I know I'll be barbecuing. You have yourself a great one. We'll see you on the flip side.
0: I'm John Morgan of Morgan & Morgan. When you're hit from behind in a car crash, the insurance company may try to say, you can't possibly be hurt. It was only a few miles an hour. It's simply not true. You see, here's the thing. Getting hit at 10 miles per hour is like falling off of this. 15 miles per hour, like this. And only 25 miles per hour, this. Injured, dial pound law. There's only one Morgan & Morgan.